Giants of Backlog. This week we'll be discussing Doom Eternal. I'll be your host, and I'm joined by the usuals, John, Alec, and Jay. For those of you who are new, we are the Giants of Backlog. We're a group of friends who are working through our gaming backlogs in an effort uh, to hold ourselves accountable for games that we want to play. And uh, we're here to Talk about these games that we're playing from our backlog. These episodes will contain heavy spoilers for story elements, so be warned if you haven't played Doom Eternal um, and you don't want to be spoiled, probably come back and watch the video after you've played it. But we want to get into the nitty gritty on this game and talk through all of it. All of the ripping and the tearing. And the repair. And the repairing. So, um, a quick question for the, the panel. I know you've played Doom 2016, Jay. Cradle and John, have you guys played Doom 2016? I did not. No, I didn't either, and I feel like that's what I was missing out on in this game. <laughs> okay. Well, 2016 rebooted the, the classic retro franchise. Um, I really loved it when I played it a few years ago. And when I saw Doom Eternal was coming out, I'm like, I gotta play that, and I just never got to it for one reason or another. So I'm, I'm glad I finally um, jumped in. Yeah, similarly, I loved 2016. I think I even pre-ordered Eternal and played the first couple levels and stopped playing it. So uh, it was definitely a, a big one on my backlog I wanted to get to. Um, so I'm glad that Paul picked it last episode. Yeah, so um, another thing I was curious about, did any of you guys play any of like the old games? Um, you know, the ones that came out in the 90s or Doom 3? No, um, but I, I know that they're like very different games than this one. They're like heralded as games that like define the, the modern FPS genre, right? Yeah. Super influential along with Wolfenstein. So, and uh, I feel like they're a lot slower pace and uh, resource management than this type of game, isn't it? Yeah, I saw a story that somebody got the original Doom to run on a pregnancy test. So, <laughs> lots that's, of- that's the meme is you can get the original Doom to run on any piece of electronics today. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I've played I played the original Doom and Doom 2 uh, because I got the collection. Or it might have come with 2016, I don't remember. But I played them on Xbox 360. And yeah, I mean, today I didn't have a lot of fun playing it. You know, it's, it's very much walk through a corridor and it's not really like... You do aim, kind of, but it's not like aiming nowadays. Like it'll, your bullet will curve and hit things if you're in the general direction, just because the controls back in the day were limited. Mm. 
Um, and it's more like with the D-pad than with a analog controller. And a lot of it, I got frustrated because it's the typical old game mentality of not <clears throat> not being overly advert in where you need to go. So I would get to points and not see some uh, old graphics door that I could have gone through and it would slide open. And there was a ton of secrets in it too. You could like walk into a wall and then you phase through it and there'd be a secret room. and. So that's some of the DNA that they kept in 2016 in Doom Eternal is they kept a lot of secrets in the game, a lot of things you could only get through, get to like a certain way. Mm -hmm. So you can see that DNA, you can tell that, is it id that makes this game? Yeah. yeah. You know, they're big fans of the original series and they wanted to bring it to the modern era. Were they not the original developer? I thought that they were. It might have been. I don't know. I doubt it's the same people. Kind <laughs> of. But yeah, that's cool. Because like that was one thing I wondered as I was playing, like how how faithful to the uh, the originals did they stay? What the originals played? that you played were they like remasters or were they just straight up the original games like ported to three sixty? I think they were pretty much ports. They weren't remastered or anything, but. You know, they kept a lot of the same enemies, right? So the Revenant, the giant floating eyeballs, like those are all from the original Doom. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and there's a lot of people that, that love Doom, like in college, Brick, you know, he just would go on and on about Doom. He'd still play Doom multiplayer with the old one. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know it's it's interesting it's kind of a thing with a lot of the games when you miss out on them back in the 90s or 2000s you, you might not like them nowadays kind of like with Shadow yeah you know, we're all kind of lukewarm on it yeah. yeah nostalgia makes every game better like the games that if, if you played those originals like as a kid like you probably love them now and if you pick them up now you probably don't understand why people love them now i was talking with paul, <laughs> paul about this i recently bought um lego star wars the skywalker saga yeah and i'm playing it with my fiance and uh I was like, why don't you play Kirby or something? And it's like, because I spent a thousand hours at my friend's house in elementary school playing Lego Star Wars, you know? Like, yeah. I did the exact same the thing, whole, for sure. The whole difference, right? So now when I'm playing it now, it's, it's still, uh, I get those good feelings. And it's a really easy game. So Emily's like, let's do another level. Let's do another level. <laughs> it's a very different game than the original, though, from what I've seen. Yeah, you don't have, like, a hub world. Mm -hmm. You still collect the characters. Right, right. But, yeah, it's definitely more modernized in the controls, too. Like, I remember back in the day, half the, the challenge was, like, trying to find the right spot to hit, <laughs> like, enemies. Like, you're just button mashing it, hopping around. It's crazy. It's really easy, but there's a lot of things, like, we'll go up to this area to get a collectible that helps you unlock power-ups. Yeah. For each class has its own skill tree. So like for Jedi, you can upgrade this. For bounty hunters, you can upgrade this. 
and you need those blocks, but some of them are gated, right? So they want you to play through it first and then come back with different characters, right? Like only a bounty hunter can get into this area. So you need to come back and free play, switch to that character and get all these things. Metroidvania so, elements. Yeah, it's and the graphics are insane, man. Like they even show like the seam on the claws of the of the um Lego guys, like down to that detail, all the uh, reflections on the plastic, Mm -hmm. like it's, they they did too much, I think, for what it is. Yeah. um, And they've done it, so it's it's not like a remake of the old games, like they have new jokes, they have new, so it's like how many times can you redo the same movies and make new jokes, but we've we've been cracking up, yeah. That's what I, yeah, that's at least what I've, the consensus I've read, and yeah, it's been a while since, like, I've actually enjoyed a Lego game like that, like, I, the last one I remember was probably Lego, like, the original Lego Batman, like, I, I think I played two, but it was, like, Lego Batman was the, the one that was, like, the last in the franchise that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I can play this with my girlfriend, and yeah. it's a good time. It's clearly but, meant for kids, right? Like, yeah, exactly. The jokes are still funny, though, as an adult. Like, mm-hmm. he pulls up the hologram, and Palpatine's facing the wrong way, and he goes, oh, and then turns around, you know? Like, yeah, you know, it's just that kind of stupid jokes that makes you chuckle. Or the droid's retirement party I saw a little clip of or something. Yeah, or, like, they, they it's, like, the beginning of episode four, and uh, they show... Uh, um, I forget who it is, but in the background, like Palpatine's right there, and he's like, "Oh shit, I shouldn't be here." And he turns and runs, just like showing <laughs> he's the bad guy from the very beginning. Mm. <laughs> Funny. It's just well, it kind of segued into what we're playing right now, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's what. Before we get into Doom Eternal specifically, I just wanted to kind of talk about what we've been playing outside of uh, picks for the podcast. So. You're making me want to buy Lego Star Wars. Yeah, I mean... It's a good girlfriend game. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I would sit there and play it solo. I don't think it's that Yeah, fun. I don't think so either. I, I've always played a Lego game with friends. Cool. And that, I mean, I've I played, like, I've collected, like, to get 100% on Lego games, like, by myself. But, yeah, usually the first playthrough is with a significant other friend. Um... The other games that yeah I'll, I'll lead into that the another good girlfriend game that we that we were playing was the Tiny Tina's uh, standalone oh. in preparation for Wonderlands but we haven't gotten around to Wonderlands yet or bought it but that's like next on our list as a a couple game um, but yeah Lego Star Wars sounds fun too so I'll have to run that one by it's but, it's crazy like each movie takes. I don't know, three hours maybe. Yeah. And there's nine movies, right? Yep. So like you get a lot of content, you know. For sure. Bang for your buck. And I I still have very, very vivid and fond memories of like the original episode one through three mm-hmm. Star Wars game. Lego Star Wars game. And like I even think that when they released like four through yeah, four through six just wasn't as good and then they did The Force Awakens and like I never even played it mm. but I think that this was like a, a good reboot for the Lego Star Wars franchise which really started all the Lego games right yeah like 
everything else has come after that but lego star wars was really like the first to explore that genre of like we have this like ip and toy that we can turn into a video game and it just works like building yeah. block by block and yeah we're we're liking it so much we're gonna go back and play the old ones because i have them yeah uh, mm-hmm. i think through game pass i got them for free nice um and I also got Lego Harry Potter, so yeah, I'm gonna go that's through that too. Um, as a couple. So it's a good game to pick up. That's you know really not challenging. You know, you die, you instantly get rebuilt. You know, yeah. yeah. It's just if you're trying to hundred percent, that's where the challenge is. Yeah, because you got to do the platforming puzzles, and some of them are not like obvious. Yeah. Um, the other game I've been playing, I just like more passively, and Paul and I can talk about is Elden Ring. Yeah. I'm, I'm about level I'm almost level 100 so I'm at like I just unlocked like the last area of the game roughly not like the what area advanced area uh, mountaintop of the giants oh, so I just oh, we're actually, the capital we're, we're actually like at the same spot then. yeah well my, my brother-in-law and I just and yeah one of my favorite aspects of it I had so much more fun playing the co-op, co-op than yeah. playing it solo and like, yeah, playing with him last night, we played for like four hours and I was stuck on a lot of the big bosses. And so he just hopped in my game and we cranked them out. Did you do the fire giant? No, we didn't get that far. We, we just unlocked, like, so we're at the same spot now. We just unlocked the, got, just got the map to that new area. Got it. But yeah, we, we he helped me clear uh, the, the final boss at the capital. Oh, and uh more guy yeah and a couple of side stuff like ronnie's quest because oh, i, I couldn't beat i didn't finish it yet but i couldn't beat reynala for the longest time and then he hopped in and, and helped me out with that so that helped advance a lot of those side quests what's your build uh i do faith lance okay mostly like bleeding so either incantations and i have a, a blood incantation or like lightning incantations like my go-to for dungeon crawling is just to sneak and lightning bolt people to death yeah like so, zeus i call it zeusing them yeah <laughs> so i'm kind of i'm a caster too i have an intelligence build so yeah he does too i use sorceries but yep. the renala fight was really hard for me because like she she chunks you at range you have to get close to her in melee so, so the funniest thing was like I, I did the first phase of the fight and it took me forever to figure oh yeah not even just to figure it out because I had to do it like six times because I was like so low melee wise and yeah. I was using my my magic that uh, it still took forever to like get the amount of hits in in time um, so that used like all my magic and then I see the cutscene and I'm like okay cool I put the controller down <laughs> and then it goes into phase two and then instantly she just like blasts me and kill me I'm like okay someone's I'm done <laughs> like I'm not gonna do that for a while yeah that's funny um, so I laughed immediately I didn't bother going for because it took me like two or three attempts to get phase one at that point gotcha but I was I was probably like half the level I am now so I had to go get a sword and I had to just cause like if you get close to her and you just whack her with your sword she's staggered constantly so she never casts any of her summons or her spells but yeah I was beating my head against it and I was like alright I'm gonna try something else and melee worked really well even though I didn't have like a good stats for it yeah but yeah I, I love all the stuff that they've added to uh the souls formula ashes of wars the spirit summons oh it's great yeah it's no so it's fun. it's a very 
it's what the genre like needed because I never have liked a Souls type game, but this one is just so different in the fact that you can make your own experience one hundred percent. Yep, just last everything's world. skippable, everything's avoidable. Like if you don't take out the final bosses until you're way over level, yeah, you can do that. Then you you can do that. You can explore every single area, yeah, except for the up to the capital. Well, I did that part up. Yeah. With, uh, so with um, Here, I will scratch for you because you're not actually doing anything. Yeah, so with old Souls games, like you get to a point where you probably were under leveled for the boss. Yeah, and you're you're where you're supposed to be though, based on the enemies. So you just have to grind in that area to level up. Yeah, which can be boring until you're high enough level and have good enough stats to do enough damage to beat the boss. Yeah, but there's like built-in grinding spots. Like I'm talking about in the old games. Like oh, you just in the had old games. You're, okay. you're just gotta grind this level until you can beat the area boss. And in yeah, that, Ring, that's it. Right. Oh, I can't beat this boss. Well, I'm just gonna go over here and find something else to do. There's no like it's it's very hard to get stuck. Yes. In Elden Ring, there's there is no getting stuck really. Like if you don't want to fight that boss. Yeah. For a hundred hours, you can because there's just so much. It's packed to the brim yeah. with like optional stuff, and that's what I like about it. Like the exploration, it gets overwhelming at times. Like I have to play with a map. Yeah, they, yeah, definitely needed a map. There's yeah. so many NPCs in this game too, compared to the other games. And they don't like track anything, so like it's up to you to remember all their like side stories. And you're like, oh, I saw this guy like. 30 hours ago what, what's going on with him what was I supposed to do? what did he say yeah what did he want yeah, you have to like keep a journal if you want to do the quest or you have to like look up guides yeah if you don't write down like what they say because they're kind of cryptic they'll be like yes oh I you know we have high um fuck like what's a spell reformation with this one and then there's a spell in the game called reformation and you have to like cast that in front of them and then something will happen oh so there's like a lot of like cryptic and that's not i just made that up but that's like the kind of some of the puzzles in this game you have to like really pay attention to what they say and then like everything every item you pick up has like a description that you can read so sometimes you get clues from reading and then all of the merchants sell like information too yeah they sell a little lot i never buy them but i know they do oh really see i buy them because then they tell you how to like it gives you clues on how to do some of the the stuff in the world yeah um but there's just so much stuff to do in that game i know i'm 60 hours and i think i've scratched the surface and i just unlocked like the final area there's there's more that's all i'm gonna say because i'm a little bit ahead of you yes but um yeah man it's so much fun it's like it's like breath of the wild like you see something off in the distance and uh you can go there yeah it's not like a lot of other open world games where they just put in like pretty scenery that you can't reach yeah. by some artificial barrier the level design the world design everything's intentional and everything is is great to explore it it breathe it it breathe it it wants you to explore this world like that's the entire intention of the game and do you want to get your ass kicked? Yeah, you can if you want. You can to. if you want to. Otherwise, you don't have to. You yeah. can just explore and take out some, yeah. some of the small, lower-level guys. So when people say it's the like most accessible Souls game ever, it's like, yeah, it is, because like you, you don't have to beat your head against the wall if you don't want to at any right. point. You do for the... So I was just watching IGN's Art of the Level series, and they just did one on uh, the first, well, first uh, barrier boss, the gatekeeper... Mar- Margaret. Margaret. Yeah, Margaret, the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
yeah it's like this is clearly designed to like teach players like this is what you're getting into with the rest of these boss battles and like it i got my ass kicked within the first 15 minutes of the game like you're supposed to and then didn't go back to him for another 30 hours yeah like because i just didn't have to you could if you want like there's definitely people who oh yeah there's people who beat these games at level one yeah with just like their fists like they're just that they're that good at the mechanics that they'll just beat the entire game without ever getting hit they're level one and they just are naked and they just use their fists yep whereas me like the game is is supposed to make you learn right but if i'm get if i if a boss is taking out more than half my health in one hit i'm not going to do it until i until i'm a little bit higher level like just because trying to learn all their different timing of the hits because yeah there's a wind up but that doesn't guarantee when it's actually coming you have to actually like oh that's that attack and that's when it's coming okay well now i can actually dodge it on time oh i dodged it way too early the first time yep yeah. just got whacked and three quarters of my health is gone it's so it's been a blast yeah i've been having a ton of fun with it I, I have some criticisms like the ruins that are everywhere are like copy paste they just copy yeah. these runes and then there's like this kind of enemy here but there's still just stairs down to either a mini boss fight or to a chest yeah it's like there's a lot of that all yeah they got like 10 black knife assassins in the game yeah at various phases so it's like there's i mean it's, it's open world they they add to to make it as big as it is like use some some of that but mm-hmm. overall like I, i'm loving it yeah um Speaking of games we've been playing recently, I gotta do a plug to Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, I think it's called the S Edition. That game, like, talk about an epic. It's probably the biggest game story-wise I've ever played. Uh, I just a hundred percented it, and it's like you always think the story is gonna What's end. What's the time on that? Uh, I left it on. Well. So, on Xbox, I didn't really like it. If I didn't exit out and I put it on rest mode, it would count all that time. Oh, yeah, you said that. So, I ended up being like 440 hours, but I probably only <laughs> played it for 150. Yeah. Um, but, man, like, you think the story's coming to a conclusion, and then it doesn't. Like, four times. You see credits, and you're only halfway through. I love those types of games, <laughs> though. It's like... Yeah, you just think you got the big bad. Well, guess what? There's a bigger bad. <laughs> and just, like, thinking about it, like, you go so far. You do so much throughout the entire game. And just, you know, it all has a big culmination a couple times. And it all the characters are really endearing. And it's a, it's a really uh, beautiful, nice world just to be in um the same artist who worked on dragon ball did the art for dragon quest 11 and uh yeah it made it onto my top 10 list that's how much i like and it. So, it's on my backlog yeah so i'm playing it's like my next big game i'm playing is it a dragon ball game no it's just the same, same artist. artist yeah it's oh. the same art style as 
the Chrono Trigger, yeah, Chrono Trigger and Dragon Quest, and all those have the same art style, and Dragon Ball, and all those have the same art style. Yeah, there's like characters that look like green versions of Majin Buu. Yeah, no. yeah, it's it's pretty pretty similar. Yeah, um, the read John. Huh? You have to read a lot. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, a lot of and text based. And there's no voices. There's no. There, no, there's, there's, it's all voice. It's all voice? Yeah. Nice. Like what that. are you talking about reading them for? Well, if you have it in Japanese, you have to read it. Oh, I wouldn't But there's an English version. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. You, did, you recommended playing with the Japanese voices. Oh, yeah. Voice Those Japanese voices are better. Yeah. Usually. I'm are. sick of. I, I run into this a lot with anime and Japanese games is it seems like the talent pool for voice actors that will do the voiceover for it is so limited limited because I just yeah. hear the same, same voice in every single time. game. So <laughs> Well I, I told always, you I, I told you the game that you picked uh for the next long pick of Pillars of Eternia, one of the default voices I've recognized right away is Todd Habercorn, like from uh, fairy tale Natsu and he's in like 10 other things Hunter Hunter like yeah, yeah they all they all are in like every anime yeah that's a little pet peeve of mine like it makes it hard for me to separate the characters when it's the same voice scheme to yeah me. yeah um, but I think over time the talent pool will get wider more people will have that as a profession and you'll have more voices in video yeah games. I think so he's like the Tom Cruise of anime games I don't know if he is, but I if like him. Is. Like Troy Baker's probably Troy Baker. Is <laughs> yeah. up. He's in video games more it's than like, oh, that's, that's Tom games. Cruise again. Yeah. Oh, that's Troy Baker. Yeah, Troy Baker's in everything. But Troy Baker actually diversifies his voice yeah. a lot more than yeah. some of the anime uh, voice actors. And Lauren Bailey. Lauren Bailey is a phenomenal voice yeah, actor. Shout out to you, Lauren Bailey, if you're watching this. But Laura. Laura. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Laura. <laughs> we'll edit that part out. Yeah. Uh, to bring John into the conversation a little bit, uh, yesterday we played For Honor for the first time. What do you What do you think, John? I yeah. played it a ton, but it was, was John's first time. I was very hesitant to get into it, to be honest, um, because we've played Mordhau, we've played uh, similar game, which I love actually, is Mountain Blade, like similar combat. And uh, playing another game that seems so similar, I wasn't sure if I was going to like. But uh, like we were talking before, uh, for Honor, the combat just feels so much smoother. And I could definitely see it being one of my core games again that I can you know play every day. Because uh, you know I don't play outside of this podcast. I don't play a lot of single player games. Mostly play uh, multiplayer games because. I like that feeling of dominating other players. And if I'm gonna do like a story or something, I'll just watch a movie. But uh, for Honor, I could definitely see getting into, especially two v twos. But I might get into one v ones too. Like we just scratched the surface. We only played for like an hour and a half yesterday. But uh, yeah, I remember playing that. I could see getting into it. And I was better at the beginning than I thought I was going to be. Actually, beat some people in some one v ones. Yeah, I thought I was just going to get my ass handed to me because, you know, like when you try to get into a multiplayer game, I don't know how long ago For Honor came out, but yeah, you, you try to get into something years after it's been out. Yeah, people. You are, expect the learning curve to be ridiculous. You expect yeah, everyone to be good. Playing. Right. Yeah, people who aren't playing all the time aren't playing i think right. the combat of for honor like they do a good job it's it's there's a lot like it can be in it can be complex if you really get into it but if you just want to play 
Like, uh, who is the guy? The Berserker. You could play him just pretty simply, like with a few inputs, and you can do well. You're thinking Raider. Raider. Yeah, yes. Berserker's hard. Yeah, not Berserker, Raider. <laughs> but, like, I, I like how they've made it accessible that way. Yes. You don't have to learn all these combos and stuff. You can still still do well. I like how they show the difficulty of the character next to their picture. Yeah. So it's like Berserker hard, ra- Raider easy, and so like you can start with one of the easy ones and then branch out to new characters as you get more familiar with the system. And each yeah. character has its own special move set and timings, and so not only do you have to learn to play them, you have to learn to play against them as mm-hmm. each of these, and it's. Common, I'm not saying anything that's not true for the majority of all fighting games, but this one I really like. I think it's a relatively untapped, you know, medieval fighter fighting game. 3D too. Yeah. Like, well, most fighting games are 2D. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I played the crap out of this game on Xbox, and so I'm glad that I can get you into it. I played the beta, and that was like my... And, and I think I played it like uh, when it first came out, but yeah, I, I remember playing it, and it was it was definitely something good, and definitely something that I suck at video games, but I still enjoyed my time in it. I really hope but, Ubisoft will make a sequel on Unreal Five eventually. If they do, we'll be ready. Yeah. Um, and then the other game we've been playing a lot is Stardew Valley. Um, I bounced off it solo a lot of times, and even now, like, I don't think I could play it solo because there's just too much to do by yourself. Yeah. The dates are too short. Because of co-op, it's made it better. Like, our friend Miles, he specializes in dungeon diving, and then John fishes all the time and and uh, takes care of our ponds, and, you know, I do the farming stuff, so it's it's made it a lot more accessible for me because there's actually time in the day to do things other than just tend to your farm. That's how I felt when I was playing it solo, is I'd spend all day just working on my farm and not be able to do anything else. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's been a lot of fun. Go up. John, have you been playing um, any more Tarkov? Um, not a lot. I played a couple more times with my brother. Um, want to play more, but uh, just haven't been. Uh, when no one's online, I typically just go and watch TV shows with Chrissy. But uh, do you want to talk about Factorio at all? Yeah, we can talk about Factorio. Factorio is fun. Too. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I gotta make an account still. Factorio is a game that makes me think a lot more than most games, um, and it, even to its detriment. I'd say like sometimes I'm just not feeling like thinking that much Uh, but it's really incredible how much you can automate how much you can you know set everything up and then redesign and redesign and redesign to make everything as efficient as possible Um, and every every challenge you know new task is just how do I make this happen how do I combine 18 things to make one thing that I need how do we get this conveyor to not be clogged all the time yeah yeah so it's definitely it's a lot of fun it's a brain buster but uh, definitely want to see what what happens when we finally launch the rocket we haven't played in a while and we just started putting that train in last time we played 
So I built the train and we went to uh, Iridium Mine. Mm -hmm. um, but we had we don't have the thing researched to mine it yet. So we built the train and we can't <laughs> we can't harvest it yet. So we yeah, should see our base. Our base is nuts now. It's like triple layered with with uh, guns in between each layer. It's nasty. Guns and walls. There's ammo on an outer conveyor that automatically reloads all of our turrets. Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, um, I like to play. You can like RimWorld. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like RimWorld. Uh, you can set up the train to be scripted. So I programmed it last time to go to this area, uh, wait there until it's full, and then come back. But you could do that with a train track across the entire world you know have different scripted wait for it to come yes. back get unloaded you know like you could you could set it up like that and or we haven't even partially. gotten into flying equipment yet you know, into anything if you guys want to get in i'm getting in i'm gonna have so much time you should start now points. because i think can we add or do we need to start a new world we can add i think okay Either way, like, Be if down. you want in, you should get in now because we're still early. Yeah. Be in for sure. Yeah, it's just it's like... Fun. It's been it's, on my backlog for a long time. It's hard thinking, though. Like, you you gotta think almost 18 steps in, in one, mm -hmm. right? Like, I need to do 18 steps to get here. How do I make that happen with our current conveyor belts? What do I need to add? What combiners or fabricators, I think they're called? <laughs> And cool. yeah, so it's almost like process engineering. Yeah, yeah that's the it thing. Is. It's like we go to work, we think too hard all day. We come home, it's like, do we really want to think this hard when playing a game? And sometimes the answer is yes. But the nice thing about having multiple people in it is you can take turns thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we uh, have multiple like cars and and gates to, to drive around the world. There's all these bug hives on the map that will spawn bugs that will attack your base. And if you wipe out that bug hive, like you don't have to worry about them anymore. Yeah, so, moral of the story is there's too many games out there. Not enough time. Yeah, Taylor's like, I don't, I can never have too many games at once. Like, I don't know how you guys do it. I'm like, I don't know either. Like, I, can, I don't know how I, how I can put two hours into this game and 20 hours into this game and then jump back over to that game and then start yeah. this other game. I agree. I have no idea how you guys do that. Like, we have a growing backlog. That's how we do it. Yeah. yeah. We, we jump. At some point, we jump to another game and then, and then we never yeah. come back. Yeah. yeah. We never come back. I've, been playing. I've, I've played two hours of so many games. So yeah. many games. Games that you want to play or games that you play two hours and then go, nah. You both. No. Both. Not that I go, nah. Not that you go nah. Games right. that you want to play, why do you not? Why do you jump off them? Because I get distracted game. by other stuff and then mm. I forget about them. Like I, I jumped back into Uncharted Three. I was talking to Gradle about this. So like, I was twenty five percent of the way done. Now I just played like four hours. And I'm like two thirds of the way done. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'll finish it this week. Maybe I forget about it and don't finish it for another six months. Like yeah. my thing is like, if I ever jump off a game, I always feel obligated to start over like yeah. there's I got, times where I got 80% yeah. of the way through Red Dead 2 hopped off it for a year started over thought I wasn't as far as I was and then realized when I beat it 
Oh, I was really deep. I should have just finished the game when I first <laughs> that, that first yeah. playthrough. I've restarted Red Dead Two like four times. Yeah, <laughs> I, time that's I'm some of the issues with it. Like, because I I did the same thing with like Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I started. I got ten hours into playing it, and then I was like, I have no idea what's going on right now. I need to just start from scratch. Mm-hmm. I still, I mean, with Uncharted, it's like what a ten hour game. Yeah, just about. It's like all right, I still. Remember it's a, the first couple hours. It's a long cinematic, yeah. Yeah, it's just all. It's a collection of cutscenes and killing a bunch of people. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what they specialize in. Yo, one quick shout out though. Bulletstorm doesn't get enough love. Made by Cliffy B. Hugely offensive. Uh, first person gears. That's all you need to know. I'm adding it to my backlog. Yeah, it's not on my backlog. It's just like eight hours. I got through it. I like games like that's like video game junk food for me. Just games that are like triple A cinematic games, like Uncharted. Takes yes. like between six and twelve hours to buzz my bread and butter. Yeah, and just easy to get through, and it's just like that's just like junk food for me. Like John said, Ian, he'd just rather watch a movie. I would rather play a game Correct. with the same. With, that's basically a movie, an interactive movie. Like most of those games are. Yeah. It's just interesting because, like, I feel like with a video game, it's so much harder to immerse than a movie is. A movie, I forget I exist, but in a video game, you're always moving. So, like, I I just don't immerse as well. I don't know why. I find it more immersive because you're controlling yeah. the character. Well, you just picked up the quarry. I mean, that's uh, until Dawn's successor, and those are those are more movie than game. I like those kind of games, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I picked Tacoma. I pick. I play all the Walking Sims. So yeah, I like the Telltale series. So I like Telltale series. At times, they've gone downhill, but I digress. How many Telltales are there now? Too many. <laughs> and they're back. Yep, they're back. They they went into like bankruptcy, didn't they? And yeah, then, the studio went bankrupt. Yeah. And, um, I don't know how somebody just must have bought their uh, yeah. IP. So Telltale Games, just... there's Batman, Walking Dead. Walking Dead was the first. Game Wolf Thrones. Among Us. It wasn't the first. I thought it was. Oh no, Jurassic Park was the first. I think. Jurassic Game Park, of Thrones. Wolf Among Us. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Bunch of licensed Batman. property. We say Batman. Yes, yeah, it's a Batman. It's a Batman. <laughs> but oh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy! I played yeah. like fifteen minutes of, and it was pretty trash. I watched all the Marvel movies in the last like since Christmas. Watched all of them. Had never watched a superhero movie. I was boycotting them. like all twenty six. All twenty six. Just finished. Nice. I was boycotting them because I was like, I hate how. They just remake the same movie over and over again, which I didn't know if that's true or not, but... Like, <laughs> that was your opinion, you were sticking to it. Right. So, <laughs> I uh, was like, man, people talk about them so much, they're probably bad, but I'm going to watch all of them. So, Christine and I sat on the couch, and it's been four months, and we watched every single one. Guardians of the Galaxy, I remember when it came out, people really liked it. No, the first one was good, but the second one was terrible, right? Yep. Okay. Garbage. Yep, okay. you're not. You're not. I think I've seen the second one. You're not the minority in that opinion. Yeah, the first one was something different that was great, and then the second one was just they didn't know what they were. 
at Did that the same point. guy direct it? Yes. Oh, okay, so he just made a bad movie. Yeah, he just made it. Okay, alright. That was it. That's, that was the whole I just thought people liked the second one. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a little group that does. I mean, I, I liked it at the time, but I like all of them at the time, and then I realized that they're not that good. The first two movies, Iron Man and Hulk, are so good. The rest of them are bad. I hate Hulk. Hulk I liked The Incredible Hulk. Are you kidding me? That's like the black sheep of the Marvel no, Cinematic Thor's Universe. No, Dark World's the black sheep. Well, yes, but... <laughs> no, that, that one's universally, like... Thor the Dark World is universally accepted as the worst Marvel movie. Incredible Hulk is the one that people forget about. Really? Yes. I liked Incredible Hulk because I really liked how... Because me, as a casual person who doesn't care about superheroes very much thought that like it was just gonna be a lot of uh superheroes flying around and being superheroes but i liked the backstory like that was my favorite part of all the movies was Is the backstory one with the old actor from yeah. Martin. Martin. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i hated that movie really i liked that one boring I boring just, crappy cgi i like boring like, movies so that's my thing I, I enjoy boring movies i just watched uh I do oh. love the actress who plays, uh, what's her name? Liv Tyler? Yeah. I do love her. I thought it was weird that she wasn't, that they, that Ed Norton decided not to continue and then Liv Tyler wasn't in any of the movies. Just not continuous. Yeah, they just recast a Hulk, like, completely different as Mark Ruffalo. Like, yeah, but it was a strange because it was character. like, she, like, held them together. And then she didn't exist in any of the movies. Now yep. it's it's uh, Scarlett Johansson. Well, that's why they. Well, that's why they forget about that movie, right? Because it's like, okay, we don't really know how this fits in the grander scheme because we just had to recast the Hulk, and he's a completely different character. Sure, but <laughs> who, the grand scheme of Marvel movies isn't that good. So who cares about the grand scheme? How dare you say that? Phase two was oh. the. I'm, I'm not. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. I hate Whoops. the humor in superhero movies. I it's so it largely unfunny. I don't laugh, and it. I cringe because I only laugh so hard. <laughs> I laughed when Thor was playing Fortnite in uh, the last. In the two fat Thor playing Thor, Thor playing Fortnite. <laughs> I did think that was pretty funny, but I agree with you for the most part. Yes. They made a Lego set of Fat Thor playing Fortnite. I, <laughs> I want to buy that so bad. That's good. Alright, are we actually ready to start discussing this game? <laughs> We've got yeah. about like an hour and a half. That was a long enough tangent. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like everybody's been playing a lot of games, having a lot of fun. I'm excited to get into Guild Wars 2 with you guys. But I, I we'll think. see. Yeah, well. More on that one. I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. I'm excited to play more games with you guys. Yeah. Games as well. What's Guild Wars 2? You hear me at Mud Light, sir? Guild Wars 2. What's <laughs> Guild Wars 2? Um, it's a trade game. Exactly. You trade? There's a cold one in the fridge. Alright, but yeah. Doom Eternal, the game that you're all here to hear about. Speed, speed, speed. Double jump from the start. Double dash 2. Death can quite literally come in the blink of an eye, as even basic enemies chew through carelessness. And as you progress through the game and foes get tougher, you can find a big enemy and they kill you right away if you're standing still. Yeah, um, my, the biggest thing that I 
got out of the game was always be moving. Do not ever stand still. What's something you learned in 2016? Yeah. Any of you guys were at a deficit coming into this one? I I mean, I learned it pretty quick. You run, you auto-attack when they're melee, when they're flashing. Yeah. And you just keep running in circles, jumping up. Yeah. Yeah. And the coolest thing, like, don't ever turn around. Is like the demons themselves are the resources. There's the ammo pickups, yeah. there's the health pickups, there's the armor pickups. You, you need a steady supply of all of that stuff because you're so resource limited as you're doing this. And it's yeah. been such a unique blend of like, almost, it almost felt like a survival. Uh, like a survival game to me and the fact that I'm always limited on resources and I'm always scrambling to think of like oh I need to pick this up yeah. I need to use this wisely this All ammo right. or this armor yeah um, I need to chainsaw this guy I need to flame this guy I need to gore kill this guy yeah. to get my health and armor and ammo back yeah, so the basic like level design we can, we'll get into more detail on this later but there's arenas full of enemies and they're connected by corridors and platforming sections Every arena is like pretty large and open. They have portals, they have jump pads, swinging bars that works really well with all the movement mechanics. And it's just like a playground that you platform around and kill these demons. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, did I miss anything? Well, we um, didn't do hot takes for this one, but my hot take was gonna be, uh, uh, I liked the Doom better when it wasn't a platformer. Uh, because I just thought the platforming sections were so boring and I would keep falling and I'd get to low health and I'd be trying to jam to the music and I'd just hear heartbeat constantly and that was so annoying to me and you can't get more health because there's no enemies, you're just jumping. Yeah. So sometimes I would intentionally just kill myself just to get rid of that noise. So I did that. That sucks too if you're doing like the extra life mode where like your extra lives matter because you're trying to like get the achievement for having 10 at the end of the game. Yeah. So if you're losing extra lives for platforming, it just, it just feels bad. And I'd echo that. Like, I wasn't a big fan of the, the platforming sections in this game. I don't think I've played a game of first person platforming that I've liked the platform. I agree. Mirror's Edge. I, I like Ghost Runner. But that game is like designed around the platforming. Yeah, I mean, so is Mirror's Edge, but I don't, I don't think I enjoy first-person platforming because your vision is just so restricted. I just, I just, there were so many times where I just, I wasn't even sure where I was supposed to be jumping to. I had to like yeah. slowly scan around, and then oh, the texture on that wall over there is the right one to grab. Yeah, it's got a little green hue to it. Yeah, yeah that's one of my biggest complaints early in the game, because. I failed so many jumps early, yeah. especially when I didn't realize like to dash forward in the air. Like I had a jump where I failed it so many times, I full died, then I respawned like on the other side of the map behind some closed doors and I had to figure out how to get back. Like I'm 100% sure it was a bug, but it was just annoying to me. And then I realized you, you could dash in the air and it got a little easier, but 100% agree. Like, just figuring out where you had to go slowed it down for a fast-paced game. Yeah. Looking around, trying to find the wall yeah. that's actually different. I mean, it's not like it's difficult to do, but it's slow. And it didn't match up with... Like, yeah, it's like, that. oh, I just hit this... I just went through this door. Where am I going to go now? I have to look around the entire map yeah. and try and find... And you go through a combat encounter, and you're feeling like a badass, and then you fail a jump 20 times. It yeah. like, completely screws your pacing. Like... 
You're like, I can fight anything, but this fucking floating wall is killing me. So, yeah. And then, like, sometimes I would jump before my dash had recharged. And, yeah. It, it was just a really frustrating part of the game. I think if they either limited that or stripped it out completely, it would have been a stronger experience. There was a mission early, like one of the first handful, where I swear I spent more time on the platforming sections than I did in like the uh, horde encounters. Yeah. Like, that first train, bad. that first train jump where you get in the train car and have to jump, I failed that jump a hundred times. And like I looked up a guide, and it wasn't even a it wasn't a guide for how to make this train jump. It was just a guide, you know, where it's like for the level, yeah. For the level, I had to fast forward to like the part, and I just see him easily make the jump, and it's like, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah, and like, there's a ton of accessibility options in this game, but I there's no way to make the the platforming easier if you're struggling with that. Yeah, it just kind of feels bad. So, um, I want to talk about um, the weapons in this game. Um, so there's a lot, and the way it's organized is there's a weapon wheel. You start with... The, I didn't know how to access for the middle, like, third of the game, because I forgot from the first third when the tutorial hit how to access it, and I was like, because I, I was playing... You didn't know how to hit bumper? Just no. press all the buttons. I didn't play with controller, I played mouse and keyboard. It was cute, oh. wasn't it? It was, I think it was like hold the zoom button That's or something. a lot more buttons. Oh, it was cute for me. Yeah, uh, that was something in the first game that felt so good is fighting, and that goes into slow mo as you switch your weapon. Yeah, and that was like a breath breath of fresh air, you know, and just like running out of weapon and not wor- running out of weapon, running out of ammo and not worrying. Like, yeah, I got another weapon that will will do well too. And yeah, I think more in this game than the last game, they made it uh, very like enemy dependent so yeah. like you yeah. you kind of had to use a certain weapon or it was way easier with a certain weapon like the eyeball thing if you shoot an explosive at it yeah. it eats it and you can one shot it right yeah so, so you got to take out the precision shoot the turrets on the whatever they're called yeah um so i it kind of took away some of the freedom in that but it added the challenge of uh you know, mastering the combat, like getting through it as quick as possible by using the right weapons on the right enemy every time. But then by the end of the game, I just use the blue ball gun, like majorly. I just use it and then use the explosion pulse on it. Mm. And every time I ran out, I'd chainsaw somebody and just run in a circle machine gunning. And it, it yeah, I ended up doing that mostly yeah. into the Everything chain except gun. the Marauder. 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 No, the blue ball gun. What's the, the plasma rifle? Yeah. Um, yeah, plasma rifle. Blue balls. Oh, plasma. Yeah. Blue balls. Blue balls. <laughs> In Doom Point 16, I'm pretty sure I just used the shotgun and ignored all the other guns most of the time. But you're right. In this game, I was constantly switching based on the enemy type. If it was like an arachnid, I had to switch to the heavy cannon and use the precision shot to take his... Uh, got off I, st- I sticky grenaded those guys. Did anyone use the other I was upgrade that wasn't the sniper rifle on the plasma cannon? Yeah. No. 
No. Well, I did in 2016, and not in this game, though. So, so I got enough upgrades where I, I unlock both for all of them, and you can switch them by pressing on your D-pad. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I unlocked it, and I used it for a little bit, then I just went back to the precision one because it... It basically did the same thing as other things did. You, yeah, you brought out machine gun little, or, or no, it was like rocket launchers, right? Missiles. Yeah, little yeah. missiles, and then you could shoot a bunch of them, which you just switched to your rocket launcher. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, like, I um, I took some notes on uh, what I was using. Um, so every weapon, there's like nine or ten of them. They have two mods that you can find these little drones and uh, punch them. Well, I guess you don't punch them in this one. You punched them in 2016, and you can get punch a bunch mods. Doom guy. Yeah, I missed that. In the in the 2016, when he took the mods from the Drones. the drone, he would just go boom and fucking <laughs> attack the drone. I, I, I was fully expecting that to be in this game, too. And no, he just gently he takes it. He just takes it. I'm like, why aren't you just being Doom Slayer, man? Like, you're a guy who blows holes in the surface of a planet. Just yeah, Doom guy. You're Doom guy. That's the joke. That's the part. Yeah. Uh, like, he's just an unstoppable force and he's gonna do whatever it takes to eradicate hell but like <laughs> oh, that's why I missed, it's doom guy it, it lost some of its character for me in little moments like that where like doom guy would punch the shit out of this robot right now like just like taking things and breaking it you know cause he's doom guy cause he's metal as hell yeah cause he's yeah. fucking metal we didn't talk about the music yet but, <laughs> but the doom guy is metal is the <laughs> So like my my mod my alternate fighter that I used the most was the precision bowl. It was just so useful for destroying weak points on enemies. Yeah. I, I used it constantly. And then if you get the the mastery unlocked for that weapon, um, for that skill, the headshots cause enemies to explode in like a big AoE and it's really cool and it'll take out like small enemies. Really satisfying to hit headshots with that. Yeah. Yeah, once you got the the chain gun, I felt like that weapon's like non modded uh, machine gun yeah. was useless, and I never used it. It was good against the big big guys. The heavy cannon. Oh yeah, I almost never no, used the, it for anything. The That's chain what, gun. No, just the chain gun. No, the period. chain. I'm saying once you got the chain gun, you never used you never used the rifle that was an auto. Yes. Oh yeah. The, the unmodded precision bolts. I was always low on ammo. I used everything. I was out of ammo. I used yeah. all my ammo on that gun to use to do the precision shot. Though. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like after, so I didn't really use the precision shot a whole lot, like barely at all. It just felt like it was counterintuitive to what the game was doing. When I was constantly moving, I wouldn't want to stop to line up a shot. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was way easier on PC with a mouse. Yeah. But on it controller, was. like moving your thing to go, ooh, there's his head. It's just too tough. I took controller. And it had not a lock on it. So, like, literally just aimed it and you quick scoped and did, did everything. But I think I played a little different than you guys because I barely moved. I was stationary for most of the game. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you did that without dying. Just, if I got low, I'd start running around, find someone with a chainsaw and get health back, but I'd just sit, sit in a spot and... Pick them off? Yeah, pick them off. And that's why Run I think I was out of that ammo so much. Because I wasn't running past, like, weak ones. I did, like, what did they call the weak class? It was like a fodder, the fodder class. I liked that. When you go into the, into the, um, 
menu and you look codex. up, you're like into the codex and you're like looking for uh, what what is this thing weak to? And you have scroll past and you're like, they call, they actually just call the weak ones fodder. That's funny. It's just an ammo bag. Yeah. Ammo and health bag. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I never looked at the codex. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know what to- told you weak spots. Because yeah. when you first saw them for the first time, you'd have a pop up and it'd tell you the weak spot. Yeah. And if you forgot, you could go into the codex. It might have also told me where the weapon wheel was, too. Probably would have, yeah. Also, uh, my buddy Google could have answered that pretty quick. Uh, that's, that's what did answer it. That's why I started playing with the last third of the game with the weapon wheel, because. Other than that, so I just like, scrolled. You just kept all. I just scrolled between weapons, so I was like, nope, not that one, nope, not that one. It was <laughs> so much harder. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, on the controller. It was terrible for the, the, the middle chunk of the game until I was like, you know what? There's a weapon wheel. I'm going to use it. On the controller, you could just press Y. I did Google it. And it's too late. <laughs> and switch between your current weapon and your previous weapon you used. Yeah. So you couldn't, like, scroll through all of them. Oh, uh, okay. You could. There was a key you could press to like hot swap and it would reload the weapon once i like learned how to do that that was so cool because okay. i'd shoot a sticky bomb with the combat shotgun and then i switched to my rocket launcher and shoot a barrage and it would just be a huge burst of damage that would even like even screw up big guys but man i don't know just a lot of fun the other ones i used like i used the sticky bomb constantly and i used the meat hook i barely used the meat hook i used the double barrel shotgun or the little shotgun the sawed off i used that like crazy i barely used the meat hook i barely used the meat hook as well until like where you had to on that boss but that was like the first time i used it i'm like whoa this might have been useful i used it so much with the eyeball enemies too because you could grab them and then it would shoot you up and then you could dash to get away And it just did a ton of damage, too, when you meat hook somebody. And you could get the mod that flamed them when you hooked them, yeah, so that was nice for armor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I basically used blue balls and I switched to the shotgun, and that was basically it. The big guys, I'd pull out the minigun and just yep. unload on them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did for the second. I didn't or just, the last third of the game that you had it. I, just, I really had trouble with the marauders. There was a lot of times I'd get through the whole combat com- encounter and then be fighting the marauder for 30 minutes and lose and have to Yeah, because they have so they have like a small window in which you can hit them. I yeah. only found success against the marauders using the basic shotgun. Yeah, same. Because same. Yeah. I tried the like every other weapon and they would just like block it every time. Yeah, I'd use the basic shotgun then I'd quick switch to the dump, to the sawed off and then put one in the Yeah, What I started doing was using the rocket launcher and shooting next to them so that they wouldn't block it but they would get the splash damage <laughs> and then the, the wolf would come <laughs> and then I'd shoot the rocket launcher at the wolf and it, I'd kill myself like <laughs> so I really, had, I really struggled with them it's not not like they were hard i could get the timing down they just had so much help yeah yeah you had to do the timing 10 times yeah and it's like and okay now i gotta so wait for annoying. this window again the wolf is so annoying you can't yeah, even get ammo out of it no it doesn't even count towards your kill streak or like your kill count yeah. It counted kill count? Well, oh, it's like achievements for getting so many kills and oh. the wolf don't count for that catch him. But I mean, does metal. She's so metal, dude. <laughs> Any uh, weapon mods that you guys wanted to talk about? 
Um, the highlight. I mean, I kind of stuck with one per gun. I thought some of them were kind of useless. Yeah. That's uh, why. I like the lock-on rocket launcher. Yeah. <laughs> you were never aiming at something that long to lock it on. It's just better to just point and click. Oh, I lied. That one I used like crazy. You did? That oh, yeah. I used that one all the that time. That you could get that made the lock-on time significantly shorter, too. Well, I guess I didn't Anytime that there was like an abomination? This guy? With the turret yeah. on his shoulders? Yeah. Uh, the one whose hands, hands are, uh, yeah. are cannons. Yeah, the machine gun hands. It's like you lock on, you put a triple into him, and he's yeah. dead. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. I guess I didn't do that. I just shot him with my blue balls. I barely use the rocket launcher, actually, other than... I was also always running out of ammo. So I, I had the perks where, like, the two perks, uh, barrels respawn and they drop ammo. And, like, there's times where I'm just sitting there shooting barrels, just waiting. <laughs> Let it respawn, shoot barrel. Like, I need this ammo, I'm out. Did you use the flame bouch? Or not the flame bouch, the, the chainsaw. chainsaw. So, funny enough... I would forget to use the chainsaw, but until like over halfway through the game, I have a note that says, I don't understand what the point of health is because you just lose all your health in the first hit and you never get it back. I for, I didn't realize that you could flame belch people and they drop health. I'm like, oh. You mean armor? Drop armor. No, they drop health after you flame belch. Armor. No, armor after you flame them. The green one. Health after it. Green is armor, green blue is, armor. is health. Green is armor? Yeah. Well, you got health and then armor? <laughs> you you glory kill yes. and they drop health. Yeah. Oh, right. That makes no sense. Why would you be alive if you have zero health and just armor? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I always was below. You're right, though. I was always low on health. I, I was just had to keep glory killing enemies, or I was dead. Because I was in the. I was, in I the, was always uh, low on armor, and I I kept like using the flame belch, but it would only fill it like a little bit, even with the perks for me. Because I got all the perks for flame belch gives more armor. Yeah, but but I would always flame like the small guys rather than the big guys. But so that's better, isn't it? So, no, because they don't drop as much armor. Like I I would unload a full clip into a big guy and it dropped more armor. That makes no sense. I was in the upgrade menu and you know how like you pick like upgraded armor, health, uh, ammo. And I prioritized upgraded armor because I thought the green was armor. It is armor. Sorry, I thought the blue was armor. And I was like, I never get blue or I never get green. So getting armor doesn't matter. And I was upgrading the wrong thing. That's funny. I want to I wanna talk about what we all upgraded first. So the first thing I maxed was ammo. Like, I still had the yeah. base health, base armor. But I was like, I'm running out of ammo way too fast. So I just maxed it. I based on perk rather than, like, the individual. Oh, I didn't even look at the perk. I was just like, more ammo, more ammo, more ammo. I wish I would have done ammo, but I did health, and then I did ammo. I did armor, which I never got anyway. Yeah, that seems like useless upgrades. I think the armor is the least useful one. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I wish I would have done ammo first because I was always out of ammo. But I was like, oh, this chainsaw one I need to stand next to I maxed ammo first too, though. But yeah, I, I prioritized it based on the perk that would like give you. What were those perks? Were those the like flame belch and. And equipment, yeah, and gory like, kill perks. perks. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, this gives you more armor. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when you had two of them, more, yeah, yeah. when you had two of them, it would say, "Well, now your flame belch is twenty percent longer duration, or whatever." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when you had both the armor upgrade and the ammo upgrade for that perk. So I, I focused on perks rather than like individual upgrades. We want to just like since we're talking about upgrades, just really quickly, just kind of what they are. Um, so we've been talking about. Um, 
what are these called? Are you upgrading? Are these uh, weapon points? What gave you the stuff to upgrade your uh, flame belt? Rooms. No, no, no. no. There's too many upgrades armor in this game. Points. Armor points. It wasn't weapon points or armor points, right? No. Sentinel points. Sentinel points? Were these, you used these, were these things? Sentinel oh, points are right for your shoot, for your suit. That was like, yeah, that's the... Oh, your suit. There tokens. was points that no, you used to... Yeah, some kind of points that you would use. Yeah, two. What they're many. called doesn't really matter that much. But there were like five types of points that you learned. And well, one of them was for these upgrades. And upgrades, yes. Yeah, I mean, the, there was the ones you take from the ghosts, right? Yeah. There was the ones you get from killing good. Yeah. Uh, for your weapons, right? To upgrade the mods. And the ones you got from the ghosts, you upgrade the wheel. Yes. Right? Yeah. And yeah. then the ones from the drone, you upgrade that mod. Health. You unlock mods. Unlock the mods. Oh, it was the, the Sentinel crystals. The crystals. The crystals. Yes. For the for health armor. And then you get batteries that you could use on your ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To unlock more of those same things. First time I got two batteries, I unlocked, like, I didn't realize there was, like, a whole bunch of stuff to unlock. Unlocked a skin. Yes. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah, too. me too. <laughs> I did an accidental skin, too. I, I was like, I don't, know. So I, I don't know what's it. behind this door. I was like, well, I saw it. I was like, oh, maybe it's got some kind of, like, perks with it, but no, just cosmetic. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it's an armor upgrade. I just I, put I them in the first door thing. I found. Wasn't it, like, the classic Dooms? Yes, it was. just looked kind of dumb. Did you guys go outside the spaceship, out that one door, and then yes. there was another skin out there, which I unlocked at the end? Yeah, well, never, never. Okay, but my question is, what's the point of a skin in a first-person? Because there's multiplayer. ray tracing, and you can see yourself in reflections. Well, there's multiplayer, too, that you can use the skins on. That's cool. What was the deal but, with the empowered demons? I never, like, it said it's a demon that's killed a player? Yeah, yes. so someone else's playthrough has killed someone before, and it's empowered. I, I kind of like those. They give extra resources when you kill it. It was cool. I just was like, I didn't understand. I guess that it's just like this demon killed somebody else in a different playthrough. Yeah. It's just, I or mean, I'm it sure... it killed me? No, it's someone else. It's just added difficulty a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys go... So you went outside the uh, spaceship? I thought that was the coolest part of the whole game, was being outside a spaceship and looking at Earth from out there and then jumping off the edge and then dashing back in. Oh, I never, yeah. went, I never went out there. I don't know. I found the skin you're talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's super cool. But can we talk about like the hub world really quick? The yeah. ship? That, like, that no. was cool. Because there yeah. was no hub in 2016, right? I don't remember. I don't think there was. So I, I didn't. I was like, oh, a hub. This is kind of dumb. But then it was really cool. Like it was huge. I couldn't believe how big it was. And it was cool to go in like Doom Guy's room and be like, <laughs> I'm in Doom Guy's room. That was the coolest part. You could go see your little mm-hmm. toy collection yeah. on the shelf. <laughs> I never saw that. Where was that? There's a shelf on one of the walls, and all the toys you find, he puts on the shelf there. So you have your little Funko Pops. I yeah. noticed the uh, the posters on the walls, but I never like the the, the vinyl the, albums. Or? Yeah, the album posters on the walls, oh. but I never saw. Doom guy's room. Doom guy's room. Never did either. It was cool. I didn't explore the yeah. ship too much. Yeah, like a bunch of different guitars in there because he's metal. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's <a> metal. <laughs> Dude, he is metal. <sighs> I'm, a, I'm a fan of a, a good hub world in any game. So oh, yeah. I liked it. I didn't bother exploring it because I kind of just wanted to get through the game. It gave flavor for the collectibles because, like, it did. The game just has collectibles and it's like, yeah. 
just look at it in a menu it's not as cool but like you can see your albums on the wall you can see your toy collection it was cool yeah i, did I like do like that yeah i like any game that has like a town you return to that you're building up or a hub world or even a room that's why i'm excited about the new harry potter because you have like your own space where you can yeah customize raise plants and shit that also if someone does a harry potter game well it's gonna be so cool yeah like god i hope it's good (laughs) which uh i will tell which grenade did you guys use only the frag grenade i never switched the ice one yeah. I use the ice. I use the ice one only. I'm the opposite. Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. like being able to freeze a bunch of enemies. And then you could get a perk where you would do more damage to them if they were frozen. So it helped with some of the guys who had more health. Did they shatter? Yeah. Good. I only used the frag as well. I, I had a hard time aiming the frag. I kept, I would shoot you don't need to aim a frag. I would like shoot it way over their head. Why? Just I, aim I, lower. Just, I just had a hard time. So <laughs> I just want to know if like it explodes instantly. Because there's an arc, John. So whatever. But I, it's I like a frag grenade. You don't 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 it try aiming so hard. It made it a little less chaotic. So that's why I, I didn't aim it. at all. I didn't aim weapons. I didn't aim grenades. I was just shooting around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I liked uh, how like guys with shields and the guys who make put shields down like that was annoying but sometimes they would do it and I'd be like yes because there'd be a bunch of enemies by it and yeah. I'd shoot it and explode and kill them all yeah so it was super efficient so sometimes I just kept those guys alive and they're like big hordes but yeah I any other thing we want to talk about with equipment or upgrades. Uh, no, there's um, there's too many. We haven't talked about the sword. Oh, the, the crucible. I barely used it. One that I got thing, it. I, well, I have so, got me out of so many sticky yes. situations because you could one shot anything. I'm waiting to talk about the a boss fight for the sword. So, one thing I do like, I guess we should finish up on the sword. I wish the sword had more charges. I thought, and I understand why it didn't. Yeah. I thought it'd be more fun if it did. You know what I mean? You mean recharges available in the game? No, I mean like five. You can use it five times. Oh, here. okay. And then not have to find recharges. Recharges in the game too. Like the level you unlock it, there's a ton of recharges. But like yeah. moving forward, there weren't exactly that was what I was like. saying. There really wasn't. And it's a one shot to everything, so I understand why there's not. Yeah. But it was like one of the more fun items to use, and I wish I could use it more. You know? All right. Last thing, last few things before we get into story. I want to talk about some of the the secret slash optional stuff in Eternal, and I'm talking about Slayer rooms, secret encounters, collectibles, Slayer gates, Slayer gates. What did I say? Slayer rooms. Yeah. What's a Slayer gate again? There's like a hidden key in every uh, mission. Area. Well, not every mission, in uh, six of the missions big purple key and then there's a, a door you put the key in and it's that, it's that door that you get the key to and then you don't go in right yeah because it's it's so much harder than the rest of the level and it says in it in the thing of like here's what a slayer gate is you might need to come, come back to this and i'm like i'm not coming back why <laughs> Is there a chapter But there's a big reward for doing all six, because you get, like, a a key at the end, and you put it into this chamber in the 
Slayer Fortress. Sword. Yeah, and you get the big. What's the Slayer Fortress? What's a big sword? That's the hub world. Oh, the, the also the thing I did back, before, There's a big right. sword in the. Yeah. That's what you get for doing all this. Is it here. cosmetic? That thing is also. I didn't get it in this game, but you got it in 2016, and it's just a, a one hit on everything, right? It's OP. So that would solve your your problem. Unlimited not charges. Added. Yeah. Uh, it's Wait, so it's an unlimited sword. It's called the Unmaker. Yeah, and you just use it over and over. Again. I don't know. I didn't get it. I don't. That's oh. not. I don't remember how it works in 2016. I just know that it's like you get it near the end of the game and it's OP. Yeah, and it's um, really cool too. To me, the the Slayer Gates were my favorite part of the game. Yeah, the music was always bopping. It was a challenge, um, and I was really sad because on a lot of them I couldn't find the key. And I would have done them all if I could have found the key, but I'd look for 20 minutes to be like, all right, I'm giving up. Isn't it marked on the map? I'd never got yes, the map. If you get the auto map, it shows you where like all those secrets are. So yep. like, I, eventually I'm going to go back and I'm, I'm probably going to get all the collectibles and do all the Slayer Gates. But I agree with what you're saying. So like a regular Boston like, um, arena, like, you know, you go through a corridor, you get to an open area and you fight some demons. Those are intense. Slayer Gates kicked it up to 11, and the music kicks up to 11 as well. It's just full adrenaline. Yeah, you're running around on a slipper of health for most of it, and it's just probably the best part of the game. It's high risk, high reward, too, because, like, any ammo that you use in the Slayer Gates, uh, you don't get back. Like, you just teleport back, and now you didn't get it, and now you're out of ammo. <laughs> so it's it's high, it's high risk, high reward. It's interesting, because, like, optional content, I understand how it can, like, make a game. Like, like you're saying, it's the best part of the game for you. But, like, I don't do optional content unless it's a game that I'm, like, in love with, right? I don't yeah. do it unless it's value-add. And here, the Slayer Gates are definitely value-add. Yeah, what's but the, even what's the so, benefit of doing them? So, if you beat it, you can put your key in that chamber. You have to get all six, and when you put all six in, you can yeah. get that OP um, weapon. Yeah, you just gotta get all six, though, so it's not an immediate benefit. No, but then you can go back and, like, play missions with that weapon, and it, like, it'd make it it'd make it easier to... Go back, so you're hearing, I don't, hearing that I don't over and over, yeah. If you wanted to play on, like, the highest difficulty, prop, like, I think to play on, what is it, it's Nightmare, Alter Nightmare, or something like that is the highest difficulty. You need, like, all the unlocks, all your stuff maxed out, and I think you need that weapon, too. So if you're, like, achievement hunting and you want to get all the achievements, it's, like, essential to get this eventually. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. These rooms were a blast. And I think that's what a lot of other people who have talked about this game have echoed, too. Like, Slayer Gates are just... Like, they could make a, an expansion where it's just, oh, we just added 12 new Slayer Gates. Here you go. And I'd be like, yes. Just like a gauntlet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe Isn't that what they already have? They, they have a board board board. Yeah. I haven't played it. I don't know. If we bad. tried playing it, and didn't it, like, crash on us just trying to get in? No, we couldn't, we couldn't uh, send each other invites. So That's what it was. But it's something along those lines. There was a barrier to entry, and then we never tried the multiplayer. I think it was because you were playing on PC, and I was playing on Xbox. Uh, oh, yeah. What did you... So I know you played on Xbox. Xbox or PC. You played on PC. Um, I actually played on Switch for this game, too. 
because I was I was in a hotel for work, like at my office there's a hotel, and when you're working a certain number of hours, you can just spend the night at the hotel. Mm-hmm. So I was playing played on my Switch for a lot of this game too. I need that because I was uh, traveling for work last couple days, and I was literally like, man, I could be, I could work on so many games. If I had a laptop, get a Steam Deck or anything, yeah, Steam Deck or Switch. I have nothing portable. Minmax, like I don't like, even have a laptop right now. Minmax always like advertises this stand where you can like mount your Switch on it. It's just like a controller stand. And then I, I have a different one, not the one that they advertise. But I like hook my Pro controller up to my thing, so I play in handheld. But I'm playing with my Pro controller, and it's sweet. Because Joy Cons suck. What's the Joy-Con? The regular, uh, the detachable controllers. But like, oh, the Switch. Yeah. yeah, they got the insert though, right? Joy-Con's I the thing, like the little yeah, it's not great thing that we play yeah. Mario Party with. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. Well, that's tough, but with the Pro Controller, it's a pretty good, it's like an Xbox yeah. controller, basically. Yeah, my brother-in-law had one, it was nice. Yeah. Like, if I'm playing a Switch game, I'm, unless, if it's anything that requires like tight aim or control, like platforming, I'm using my Pro Controller. Um, any other thing you want to talk about with Slayer Gates, Jay? Don't skip these if, like, okay, you guys aren't in love with the game, so maybe you could skip them, but yeah, if you like did. Doom, don't skip the, the Slayer Gates. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I decided to try optional stuff for the first three missions, and then decided just, like, I wasn't having a great time in general, so then I just kind of ran through the rest of the game, and I actually enjoyed that more. There are secret in I enjoyed the pace of skipping everything that was optional the other yeah and that's like it's accessibility right it's optional it's like Elden mm-hmm. it's optional bosses do it if you want don't if you don't want to the other uh optional challenge was the secret encounters so you'd find like this orb and you'd interact with it and then a set number of demons would spawn and you have like 25 seconds to kill them all yeah and that was hard i had a hard time i only did a few of these and before I unlock the perk to make my glory kills faster, I'd, I'd do a glory kill and I'd be like, ah, oh, I'm taking six seconds to do this animation and it just wastes too much time. Yep. So I only did a few of those and the reward for those, um, I think was weapon points to upgrade your arsenal. So if you're gonna max everything out quicker, probably doing all the secret encounters is the way to do that. But uh, those weren't as enjoyable. I had, I had a hard time getting some of them, and it was just like kind of frustrating. Like, no, I'm doing a glory kill, and it's taking too long. So I failed a lot, and eventually I stopped doing them after like the first handful of missions. I do have a question. Um, so you said in order to beat the game on nightmare mode, you need everything unlocked. You don't need it, but it you basically easy. need it. When you play through the game a second time, do you start with everything that you've unlocked already unlocked or how does that work um i don't know if there's a new game plus but you can go back and replay missions yeah you just do it's missions so world one of the screens you can just go pick a mission and play it again you if you but, put the difficulty on the highest difficulty at the beginning uh you can't like turn it down later either so if you're going to do the highest difficulty you've got to do the whole thing or you've got to do a new save. Oh, so you're saying you don't need to start with everything to beat the highest difficulty. It's just when you start playing your run through your playthrough on the highest difficulty, you have to do everything so that everything's unlocked for the end of the game? I think I think that's 
unless you're like uh, a god with like knee-jerk twitch reactions with your mouse or your controller, you need everything to get through the later part of the game on that gotcha. difficulty. Did anyone use cheats? The cheat codes? Um, yeah. No. No, I didn't I, either. I was curious. Because I didn't go back. But yeah, I didn't go back and replay with cheat codes, but you get, there's like achievements where like to get it, put a cheat on and you can still like get the achievement. You couldn't put a cheat on and go forward? No. You could only use cheat codes on missions that you had already played. Yeah. Oh, okay. So... Cool that they added some op- optional content. Like, definitely added some depth that 2016 didn't have. I liked it. It's 2016 was very much like a linear game. Like, did they? I don't even remember if they had a mission select where you could go back and replay. They probably did, but not as many uh, reasons to. Like this, it's like okay, I have a bigger arsenal now. I have better perks. I'm gonna go back and beat the Slayer Gate, or now I can probably pump out more damage and kill all these enemies faster and be able to do the secret encounter. Um, the other thing, there's a ton of collectibles um, that you can find, like the toys we talked about, the albums that you could play in your Doom Fortress. Yeah, so to wrap up my thoughts on Slayer Gates, collectibles, and secret encounters, I really like most games I don't go for collectibles but because of like being able to see your toys on Doom Slayer's shelf in his room and the posters and play the music and the the hub I was actually like kind of looking and hunting for these more than I normally would in a game I didn't realize yeah you could select the albums I thought they were just like albums but yeah it makes sense that you could play it so you could play some music from like the old games mm-hmm. was what a lot of it was yeah then get that into it Alright, the last thing I want to talk about before we get into the story is just the music and the score of this game. Man, heavy metal. Chest kiss. It just adds to the uh, white knuckle, like, intense experience as you're playing through all these demons. You're ripping and tearing, and it's just pumping okay. you up. Okay. Well, tell me your thoughts on the soundtrack. Uh... Yeah, talk about music in games. This Doom, it's it's not Doom without the metal. Yeah. You know, it 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 goes hand in hand. You you can't have a Doom game on silent and it be the same experience, right? You have mm-hmm. to, you know. I think it's better with headphones, but you put on the headphones and you. Uh, <laughs> you put on the headphones and and you just jam. I mean, it gets you in the mood to just go tear through some demons. And there was a couple songs like the Erdak mission. I think I brought up to you guys. Just the the music on that level gave me like chills, you know. Um, and just booting it up and having that that starting music come on. I'm just like ready you know yeah. going to do it and it, it bleeds into the rest of my life so when I played Doom 2016 I listened to metal for two weeks straight when yeah. I played Doom Eternal metal took over my household you know I had Amazon Alexa playing metal and Emily being annoyed so it's it's I think a lot of times music in a game can take a mediocre game and 
elevate it, and I think Doom, specifically out of all games, when you think about soundtracks that complement the gameplay, it's at the top of the list. Yeah, like you talk about like immersion and how like when you're watching a movie, like like with the music, like I am the Doom Slayer. <laughs> Like, this is, like, I just imagine, like, he's got this music, like, playing in his helmet or something. And Doom guy. That's me. I'm I'm jamming. I am the Doom Slayer. Listening to metal and just ripping through demons. I, went, I started this game a couple days after you guys started. Mm. And in the group chat, I remember Jay saying, Oh, isn't it awesome going through the demons with the metal playing, ripping through? And I started the game expecting, like, it to go hard. And I was a little disappointed at the beginning, to be honest, because I thought, and I mean, based off of nothing, I mean, just what I thought was going to happen. I thought it was going to be like licensed metal, no. like uh, where like songs I knew, like going to be head bashing, like we're getting in this. And uh, it wasn't that. So for the first couple missions, I was a little disappointed in the music because I thought it was going to be, you know, heavier than it was. Um, so for the next couple missions, I muted the game and I played my own albums while playing the game, which I enjoyed. The levels, while I do think they're too long, getting close to an hour each, were perfect for, like, pick your own 45-minute album and you're basically halfway through the first song when it ends, which I enjoyed. And then I thought about it again, and I got I collected like a couple of the uh, the, the the albums in the game. And I'm like, how do you album select? You know, I want to listen to these in in the hub world and then select them when I'm in the mission to uh, so that I can pick the music that I want to listen to while I'm going through these. You know. Couldn't do it. It's not a not a thing. But ended up moving on from like mission five or six forward, listening to the game music again, and I got a lot more into it the second time I tried because I enjoyed. I really enjoyed how uh, when you were in combat, it would pick up its pace and it would get louder and mm-hmm. it would really like you. It would make you feel like you're in there. And as soon the second you kill the last demon come back down yeah 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 i really like that too and i think um the the first game went a little bit harder in the metal than this one this one was more subdued i thought yeah until you get to the slayer gates the slayer gates it's the hardest challenge it's the heaviest metal yeah mm-hmm. and so that's why like, you guys didn't do it because you're like oh i do i can't i didn't get into it but it is. I think you, Slayer Gates are for babies. I think you're. I think you're missing, missing out on a little bit of the best part of the game. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. The guy. But that's the issue with me is I don't do optional content unless I love love exactly, the game. Yeah. Same here. And while that optional content might be the best part of the game for most games, it's not. Yeah. True. Yeah. The guy. So like the guy who. It, it has to be an enhancement on what you already enjoy, right? Like that's that's the whole point. The, yeah, the guy I just want to comment on the guy who like composed the the soundtrack. Mick Gordon is his name. He's like video game royalty. He's done the soundtrack for games like Lawbreakers, Wolfenstein, Prey, and then 2016 Doom and this one. And he's just a heavy metal master. 
Um, I do want to mention, and if you're watching this and you haven't played the game yet, I would recommend it. I went into the settings and I turned down the volume to everything else to halfway, kept the music at max, and then I just turned up my headphones all the way mm -hmm. so that it was always jamming. I didn't have to listen to watch heartbeat noises or gunshots just as loud as the music I had yeah. to yeah. have. 100%. This game's definitely best played. Music all the way up, beer in hand. Yeah. You can't have beer without the metal, like you said. I need a beer playing with one hand. Well, like, yeah. And then, like, That's I impressive. feel like, so this 2016 won Best <laughs> Music Score at yeah, the Game cool. Awards, I'm pretty sure. I know oh, Doom Eternal won Best Music Score oh, at the Game Awards in uh, so 2020. Sorry, what was that, Paul? I, I was just commenting that, like, when, whenever Doom game come, a Doom game comes out, you know it's going to win Best Music Score. Like, I'm pretty sure 2016 won Best Music Score at the Game Awards. I know Doom Eternal did. It's just best in the business. Like, whenever the next Doom comes out, it's like, all right, that's going to be best music score. Guaranteed. Lock it in. Just, it's so revered by yeah. fans of this game, I think. I wish it just went a little harder. It's my only thing. I did, when I started playing with the game music on again, it matches up perfect with what you're doing, which is why I didn't go back to, like, listening to some album over the game again. There was some controversy but, with Eternal. I remember reading about this when it came out because like Mick Gordon composed the soundtrack and he did the mix in the game and then somebody from id like they remixed it again because I guess they didn't like his version and there was some controversy because it wasn't like his mix. It was like his songs but um, how it was like built into the game was changed. So I don't know if that ever got changed back, but I just remember he like tweeted like, yeah, it wasn't my mix that made it into the game. And some people were upset about that. Mm -hmm. I don't know, really know what, what the difference was, but I don't know. Doom maybe that's why like you, maybe 2016, you thought it went harder. Not that Eternal wasn't damn good, but could be something to do with that. Do you remember hearing about that at all? No, and to be honest, I haven't played 2016 since 2016, so uh, my memory could be wrong. But yeah, top-notch music. All right, any other comments on uh, like gameplay or anything you guys want to talk about before we talk about the story? Real quick, I don't think you guys dabbled in multiplayer at all. No. Yeah. And I barely did, but I played a lot of 2016 multiplayer. And it's pretty cool. I know in the sto in the story mode you play as a demon once, but in the multiplayer it's demon versus doom guys. So uh, doom guy is. I think that critically, a lot of people shit on the multiplayer in the game's media, but I just wanted to give a shout out that I've I've always thought it was really good. I mean, you're translating the gameplay of the campaign into multiplayer. Everybody's constantly moving, dashing, running, jumping. You've got demons flying up and shooting down rocket launchers. It's it's hectic and I think it's more fun and doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, I, I agree. Do you have the uh, whole weapon wheel in multiplayer? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty cool. Well, I think depending on the game mode, I think some of them actually 
Yeah, you like find the weapon on the map, so you jump to where the rocket launcher is, and then you get that uber limited ammo. Oh, it's like a pickup. So you get unlimited ammo, but you Gears. lose it lose it when you die. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I was gonna say I don't know how they manage the, like the resources the same way because you can't so there's regenerate uh, health and armor and multiplayer. There's armor so. and health spawns on the map that you can run over like you do yep. in the campaign. So it's a lot of like the balancing and knowing the map, like I got to do this platforming bit over lava to get to this 100 armor thing, but it's worth it, you know, while people are shooting at me, but I need that, otherwise I'm going to die. I'm glad they put it in because it seems like there's a trend like of single player games, like stripping out multiplayer to focus on the single player game. And I don't know if it's just because there's the way economics work there's not room in the budget but I'm glad that they they found a way to have that in there for people who are just really into the gameplay and just want to do some multiplayer stuff alright let's let's talk about the story um so I've I've kind of broken it into three parts that we can talk about um the game starts you're on the ship in Vega, the AI from 2016 is like, there's this demonic, demonic, demonic invasion of Earth by the forces of hell. And the Slayer needs to get in there and kill these three health, health, health priests in order to stop the demonic invasion. So you go through a portal to where the, the first hell priest is and go to take them out. That's how. That's kind of how the game starts. So you do that, kill the first hell priest, and uh, you learn oh, there's two others, and they're in different locations, and um, you have to get this. Oh, what was it called? It was like a holy uh, locator or something to find out where the other two are. Right there to progress that platform. Yeah. So you go to another location after killing the first hell priest to get this locator and um you meet this other guy who's like dressed up like a slayer and like this was probably the only codex entry i read i read about who this guy was because he kind of like charges it for you so you can use it on your ship to find the next hell priest he uh led a bunch of like slayers into hell on a mission and he betrayed like his company because he made a deal with like uh, some hell lord to like give up all those people in exchange for bringing his daughter back to life. Mm-hmm. But then he was like double crossed. His daughter didn't come back to life, and now he just lives in exile and in hell, basically. So that's really interesting because I thought I assumed that like the characters who were introduced who we didn't have much backstory on. I didn't realize they were in the Codex. But I just assumed they are from Doom 2016. That's what I ended, too. I didn't, like, I didn't recognize that guy's name, but, like, you could tell he knew who the Doom Slayer was. Like, they had a history. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting, I thought, because, like, does Doom guy care that this guy, like, did that? Probably Doom, not. Doom guy doesn't care about anything. That's what I liked about this story is it held true to there wasn't a situation where I was like Doom guy wouldn't do that. 
it was Doom guy doesn't give a fuck. He's just going to fuck shit up. Like he's going to kill priests. He's kill going priests. to blow up Mars. Yeah, he's just like he just comes in, drops down to Earth, and is a fucking wrecking wrecking ball that just goes through these uh, abandoned or decimated areas and nothing can stop him right and right so that's just adds to him being badass and there's a lot of games that try to do the badass protagonist and fail horribly Mm -hmm. and i think it should really be you know recognized and heralded because doom guy is a badass without being cringy yeah like there's a lot of like swagger and confidence that they built in and it, it comes off as cool it doesn't come off as like cringy or stupid he doesn't talk right no barely there yeah he grunts a couple times there's some he talks a little bit i think oh. i think in some of the flashbacks he like he there's some very brief dialogue the flashbacks so it's like his origin where he wasn't doing that yet though yeah we'll get to it probably in the next part but this this part kind of wraps up where you go you you use this ball to, to locate the second hell priest you go to the cultist base where he is and uh as you're moving through the level you're like seeing this like i don't know corpse of a demon being like loaded up somewhere on the base and when you get to the top of it the hell priest is like uh, I had a hard time finding a worthy foe for you, but look at my creation, the Slayer Hunter. And it's that half, like, corpse demon. Now he's on top of, like, this mechanical construct that's, like, he's, like, levitating with, like, rockets on top of it. And mm-hmm. he's got, like, you take out, like, 30 more times. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They become, like, big enemies after that, but it's a boss fight here. Yeah. You have to like use your uh, blue ball gun to uh, drop his shield, and then you can damage his construct and eventually destroy it. And then he doesn't have the regenerating shield, but he's got a ton of tools. He's got like a really strong melee attack. If you get close to him, he'll shoot like some projectile attacks at you if you're too far away. And he has a lot of health. And you fight just one of them. Like, it's a boss fight, he has a bunch of health, you take him out, there's, like, a pretty, like, small arena, and there's some other enemies that spawn that are just basically there to give you health and armor while you're fighting him. You get done with that, and it's like, alright, I beat the boss, and the health priest is like, not so fast. You go outside to this bigger arena that's, like, got a more traditional, um, like, jump pads and portals to teleport you around and now there's two of them so it's like you killed one and that was hard now here's two of them to kill so i like that it kind of just turned it up the intensity this one's a two-phase boss right once you destroy its mechanical part yeah and you gotta kill the the floating like half body it gets different attacks then right yeah i liked it thought it was done well the one thing that is nice for like this accessibility is if you fail this fight a few times, this option pops up when you respawn that's like, hey, do you want to use this sentinel armor? It'll make it so that the damage you take is uh, very greatly reduced to help you kind of beat the boss if you're struggling with it. I never used it, but it was like a nice safety net. Like it was there if I needed it. So yeah, I, I really didn't like that. Uh, because it seemed very inconsistent. Some areas I would die on a ton and it would offer it to me. 
I'd be like, okay, I deserve that. You call me a baby. Uh, but then other ones, I would die just once or twice, and it would offer it to me. And it's like, what? Yeah. I haven't even tried yet. Don't try to offer me a, a easy way out yet. But I, I never used it. But I, I found it annoying because it was like, I got this. I don't, I don't need you to offer me reduced damage. Yeah. Either of you guys use it. I just played on easy mode. So. I just never think so. on mode. Basically, oh, I just never basically really died after that point. I think basically, if you use that on easy, it, there's like almost no you damage. You can't lose. Yeah, I don't know though. But I played through the first half of the game on. That's yeah. I did kill me plenty or whatever. Yeah, or whatever normal. Was. And then I needed to beat the game in time. Yeah. So I. Uh, I switched to easy mode I've played, and played the last six hours. Okay. And one thing I will say about that... I did the same thing as you did. ...is I found the game much more enjoyable on the easier difficulty. Agreed. 100%. Like, not because the game was too hard, or, but because the game was much more f- faster paced. Yeah. When we talk about games that waste our time and we don't like that I feel like this one for me was more like that and as soon as I flipped that easy switch I actually enjoyed the gameplay that I didn't enjoy previously just because like John said the pacing was just so much better rather than okay I just died five times on this like area like now I can do it in one or two I can see that, especially towards the end of the game when the levels got so long and yeah. the, the fights got so long. Yeah. And it just was like, I've beat these guys a hundred times before. Exactly. What am I proving? Just beating more of them. Yeah. It got kind of annoying. And, and that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, that's why I enjoyed the pacing of that second half of the game so much better on easy mode because of the fact of like, I, I, I played the intended amount of time in the first half and then I was like I know that like this isn't for me but I'm still enjoying it but it's just getting really repetitive and really old and if I'm not in love with this game I I don't see myself doing this for another six to ten hours to beat it so yeah throwing on easy mode and actually just going through the hordes of hundreds of the same enemy in a much faster pace was a lot more enjoyable and occasionally they'll sprinkle in a new enemy every few chapters what I will say is I played through the first Marauder like the first Marauder fight on like medium difficulty and then switched easy I think if I like I think this game suffered for me personally having it to be in two weeks if I had six months to play this game, and every time I was in the mood to listen to metal and kill a horde of demons, I'd play it on medium difficulty and do that 12 times in, or 13 times in six months, I think I would love this game. Trying to play it fast, I think, and like all games that we play, like trying to play, trying to beat a game faster than I would typically play it makes it so I enjoyed the game less and makes it so that I needed to go on an easier difficulty to actually get through it. Yeah, so the biggest difference I noticed, because like yesterday when I was playing it, I, I played on I'm Too Young to Die, which is the easy difficulty. The biggest difference I noticed from that and Alter Violence was demons do way less damage to you when you get hit and they drop way more health. 
So I was almost like when I played on uh, my Switch on Ultraviolet, I almost never had health. But when I played yesterday, I just always had full health. Yeah. You played on the Ultra Violet? On my Switch. Well, I started my Xbox playthrough on that mode too. Then I was like, I gotta play on Switch because I'm not gonna have to be home enough to uh, play on my PC. Mm-hmm. And I can't take my Xbox with me. Okay. So I was like, oh, I still thought it was like really like fun though to play on easy. It didn't. It made the encounters a little bit quicker, but it still felt like satisfying. They just they didn't do as much damage to me when I got hit. I still felt like, man, I'm fucking these guys up and ripping and tearing when I am fighting them. Yeah, I mean, I was never really worried about resources after that point when I threw it on easy, like I you said. That, like, I had full health, and if I wanted armor, I would just fling the guy, and I'd be... Yeah, I thought it was, like, back. the difficulties that they put in the game were, like, well-balanced, and it just was, like, pick the difficulty based on the experience that you want to have. Yeah. So they, I thought they did a good job mm-hmm. with the difficulties that they assigned. Um, anyways, though, so you kill these two Slayer Hunters, and then you kill the second Hell Priest, and um, you go back to your hub, and Vega tells you, like, oh, we can't locate the third Hell Priest anymore. We're not able to locate him because he moved to a location that we can't track. So, like, the second part of the game... Um, you're trying to figure out how to locate the third and final hell priest to stop the demonic invasion of Earth. So you go to the Super Gornest, which is where the invasion started, and it has the biggest concentration of demons. And um, you're just searching for clues on where to find this third hell priest. And after you get rid of this big Super Gornest, you destroy it. Um, Vega's like, uh, you know, we need to find Samuel Hayden, Dr. Hayden, which is like the big, I don't know if he's like a bad guy. He's kind of like a neutral guy from the first game. And you're like, he can help you. He'll know where the third demonic priest is. So you go to like the Ark headquarters and you like uh, fight through demons to uh, find him. And it's kind of interesting because you run into a lot of like normal people who like work for Ark and they're like all like oh the Slayer's here like whoa oh they're like all afraid and intimidated there's like soldiers for Ark and they're like you hear them talking as you walk up like mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of him like I'll fuck him up if he comes and then they turn and they see you and they're like all afraid <laughs> so that was you just take cool. the one dude's gun or whatever yeah and walk out I like I like the guy who's sitting in the desk chair and you just like grab his grab his uh lanyard yeah, off of him and yeah. drag him over to the, the <laughs> yeah yeah that drag him you without saying anything yeah <laughs> to scan the door for you yeah yeah that was that was one of my favorite ones too and yeah I like that it's a BFG big fucking gun yeah. yeah. You get to where Hayden is, and uh, he's like destroyed because like there was a big explosion at the end of the game, and he, his body's like a cyborg. And they're like, "Oh, we're trying. We need to be really careful." Doom guy just grabs him. Yeah, throws him through a portal. Yeah, and then um, that's when you fight the the Marauder, and he's kind of like a mini boss. They just kind of introduced the, yeah. the Marauder as an enemy, and we kind of talked about we talked about that earlier. How yeah, they just in the pop up is like they're defensive. 
machines. They have a ton of health and defensive capabilities. You have to wait until there's this green flash and you can shoot them and interrupt them and it'll be stunned for a few seconds and you can get some damage in. But they take a long time to, to kill because they have so much health. Even on, because uh, I fought one of them yesterday on Hurt Me Plenty, or uh, I'm Too Young to Die. Yeah. It's like, man, they still take a long time That's, to kill. Yeah, they do. But, yeah. Samuel Hayden was one of my favorite characters in the game because the entire time, like, oh, he's yeah. on your ship and he's, like, doing things for you. You're like, he'd say some shit. And you'd be like, whose side are you on? Like, yeah. what are you doing? That's right? what I mean when I'm saying, like, neutral. Because it's like, I don't know. And you should play, if you like Hayden, you should play 2016. Because he's featured, like, through the whole game. He's talking to you the whole time. Like, even in the, like, second to last mission, last yeah, mission, like, he's like, is he gonna, shit. like, destroy it's my like, ship? Like, <laughs> dude, what, like, we've been, in, we've been doing this for, like, five missions now. And you're still saying stuff like this? Like, wh- what are you? Wh- what are you? Who are you working for here? There is like himself. I watched yeah. some uh, like videos on like the story, like lore explanation, and there's like some theories on him that he's like a hell royalty or descended from hell royalty. It's pretty interesting. I don't think any of it is like confirmed, but there's some theories that like he's uh, got some connections to hell, and so does Vega. So, um. He tells you where the last hell priest is. He's on Mars in this like ancient city that's like in the core of the planet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but it's gonna take some time to get down to the core. And then uh, Doom Guy goes over to the computer and he like looks up the BFG one ten thousand. Yeah. And Vega's like, oh, okay, I'll set coordinates there. And Hayden's like, you can't just blow a hole into Mars. Yeah, you, <laughs> can't, you can't just shoot the surface of Mars. <laughs> and what does Doom Guy do? This is exactly what he does. Yeah, it goes to the BFG. You uh, fight your way over to the giant gun. You go into where like the control station is. There's like soldiers there who are like afraid. There's a guy in there controlling it. You just grab him, throw him out, and you turn the gun toward the planet. And it's like safety controls are in place. You can't target the yeah. Does he just, just like smash it? He's like hitting it. He's like hitting it yeah, like, like, hitting like three times. Like it's not working. Vega's like overriding safety protocols, and then it, it fires and blasts a giant hole. And then um. Like, I thought this was one of the most badass parts of the game. I thought this was the coolest. Like, we talked about hating the platforming. I think that the, like, space jump, asteroid jump to the Mars crater was probably my favorite platforming section just because of that setting. I didn't mind. Like, the platforming, like, was dialed down. Like, yeah, you had to make some jumps, but it wasn't, like, before where it's, like, jump on this wall and then yeah, it's exactly. sinking. And if you don't, like, jump right away, you die. So like, it was better here. Yeah, that's what I mean. I thought that it was just like the coolest overall. It wasn't super challenging. So is like, this the part where he shoots himself? Yes, this is what I'm. This is like one of my favorite parts. He's got to get over to the escape pods to like go yeah. down to the surface. There's this gun, and Vega's like, this gun is designed to shoot regulated ammo from <laughs> artillery. Yeah, yeah. Doom guys like override it, jumps into the gun, and it shoots him over to where the escape pods are. <laughs> yeah, it shoots these like giant balls, and Doom guy just tucks himself into a ball. <laughs> it was badass. It was cool. One thing I find strange about games, and I don't know if it's all games, but at least this game in Gears 5, every time there's like a big gun, it's a cutscene where it shoots. It's like, let me shoot the big gun. You know what I mean? It's like, 
the biggest guns in the game are, are always cutscenes. Why is that? Okay. Oh, and this is where you get, the, I should say, this is where you get the, the carryable BF key, the BF yeah. key 9000. You just rip it out of the giant one and carry it with you now. Yeah. Which is underwhelming, too. Yeah, that's that okay. It's OP, though. It's underwhelming, though. There's like a big area of demons you just shoot yeah, and it just kills them all. I think it is better in 2016, that gun, because it just like blinks and it kills everything like in the vicinity this one it's got to like pass through them now it's like a wide aoe blast but i liked it better in 16 but it's still cool i didn't use it that much because there's not a ton of ammo for it that you it's find like too ammo and i think i missed most of the time because i assumed it would be like empty look Huge. this direction oh and, and kill everything screen. yeah but maybe i was just shooting into the ground because i swear every time i shot that thing i killed like one day you should aim higher maybe. Yeah, the opposite problem but what i'm saying is well, maybe yeah i'm 100 percent sure but <laughs> if it's the bfg ultimate gun that kills everything that you shoot at Make it do that, you know? It, it does. I had, like, some where they're all in a huge corridor, and yeah. I wiped out, like, 40 demons in one shot, so, yeah. I yeah, mean, I just don't want to... I don't even want to aim that thing, you know? I just want to fucking... That's how it is in 16. Like, you really yeah. don't have to just aim. Just the screen, yeah. It just, it just... You fire it, and it flashes, and it just kills everything. But, yeah. It was, it was still cool. Just situational like Thanks. you're saying like a big area where you know you can just blast it and kill them all but anyways so you get in a little pod you go down to the to mars to the hole that you just created and you go to this like ancient city um i don't remember the name of it but no crap no it's like the it's the ancient city of the sentinels and like doom guys like the king there's like a cutscene that plays where there's all these sentinels and armor and there's this guy and it's like welcome back to your home and um you go to where the third hell priest is and there's a, another boss fight here with the gladiator um what do you guys think of this boss fight this boss fight was pretty hard for me if i'm being honest i don't remember it it like puts you in a cone and has the things that you have to go under or jump over. Yeah. Like the squigglies coming at you. Oh yeah, that's what I have. I have a note. It's like bullet hell. You've got to like get, dodge all this stuff or you get hit. And um, this boss has a lot of health. Yeah, it was just hard for me because the the ads were oh, more health Oh, is this like shoot the eyeball thing? No. No? I don't remember it. He has chains that he swings. You're like in a circular coliseum, basically. I think that's my biggest thing, is I didn't like the arena that you fought him in that much, because it was more restrictive. I I just thought that the the ads, the fodder, didn't spawn quick enough for me to get more ammo and heal. Because you're only using the blue ball gun? Yeah, the blue ball gun's the best. I did like the, the finishing animation, though. When you kill him, it was badass when you just take the hammer and smash him with it. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I do remember that now. And then after you kill him, you, you kill the third Hell Priest. Also, the Hell Priests are like, I, I understand they're an, an objective, but like they're also like the main enemy. You also kill all the Hell Priests in a cutscene, too. I thought that was strange. They're being uh, protected by like these bosses, right? I know, you have to beat the boss and then yeah. there's a cutscene where you kill the Hellpriest. Because they're not actually party. enemies, they're like not actually like, combat. If they, if they let you uh, 
walk up on them and execute them? You walk don't think that'd and, be fun? No, I think that you'd have a repeat of what you did in the Bioshock where you killed the person before their dialogue <laughs> line is done. That's what I'm talking and about, they're though. they're just laying on the ground still talking with their head blown up. Yeah, but I enjoy, like, this is the guy you're here for. <laughs> Let me kill him. Don't... Yeah. Kill him in a cutscene. That reminds me of like so the part in the mission earlier where you have to control the revenant to get your super shotgun. Yeah. And then at the end he's just like squirming, like holding it out for you. Did you guys uh like what did you guys do after you took the shotgun? I shot him right kill away, him. yeah. Yeah. Did you kill him? Okay, yeah. I figured everybody did, but I was just curious if anybody didn't. <laughs> it it like almost set you up too, and I almost didn't, and I was like, why not? Yeah, I just blew his head off. Yeah, he killed every single thing up until this point. Why would I just walk away from Doom this? guy would kill him for yeah. sure. It would be cool if you didn't kill him and then like that revenant was like an empowered revenant later. That'd <laughs> be cool. We'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it though. Um, but yeah, I have that. Or he's chilling on your ship. <laughs> he's in your room listening to your metal records. You're just sitting on the bed jamming out. He's like, hey, who's got one of your helmets on? <laughs> he's playing your guitar. Yeah. You fist bump him. No, no. Now I'm sad I killed him. Yeah, exactly. He could have been your best friend. We he's, don't know. He just got you the super shotgun. He wanted to help you and like... That might be in the game. Let us know in the comments if that's in the game. <laughs> Anyways, so you go back to your ship and Hayden tells you, like, oh, good job. Or maybe Vega says, like, the demonic invasion of Earth has stopped. And um, you find out that uh, that chick, the con maker, mm-hmm. is uh, attempting to... What is she trying to do? She's trying to revive, like, the... To know. release the Icon of Sin. Icon of Sin. Mm, yeah, it. and you've got to stop her now. But the only way you can deal with um, the Icon of Sin is with the Crucible, which... You already you used know. in the first game, I'm assuming? Yeah, there is one in the first game, I believe. But you need to go get a Crucible because you don't have one. And you're going to go back to this ancient city where you had, like, the Doomslayer had, like, his first battle with, a, like, a titan demon, which are just, like, these massive giant demons that are, like, I don't know, 100 feet tall. There's one where you defeat it. Oh, I thought that was in 2016. Like, that's that was the plot. Like, you're going back to where... There is one where you kill with a crystal sword, but this is, like, the... The first Titan where he ever killed. There was like oh, a massive okay. battle at this this city you're gonna go to next. Well, powerful was the king. So this this is something about the lore of the Doomslayer that uh, I have some questions on. Was the the king gave him put him in the machine gave him his powers right? But who was like the king affiliated to? Was he with like man? I don't. I thought. And I don't know, but I thought, like, when I was, what I remember is, um, they're using souls of, like, people in hell to generate, like, this energy, and they're trading, like, these worlds, like, letting hell devour these worlds in yeah. exchange for, like, technology and more power, right? And that's, like, the faction that the king is from. He's got, like, he's made, like, a deal with hell. 
Because I have, I, I'm pretty sure that he said that he was, the Slayer was going, like when he put him in the machine, he told him, you're going to be the savior of humankind. So like, it's almost like a double cross with hell, right? Like, they're using that technology, making this man who's going to overtake hell when the time comes or something, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I thought for, maybe it was for a time and like, because they keep saying like, oh, it was written that like... Humanity was going to be sacrificed, and it was going to be like the con makers' people's time to thrive. Yeah, and like three sixteen, the Doom Slayer is like going against that now. He's not playing ball. He's trying to save humanity and go against the the prophecy or whatever. From what I understand about Doom Guy lore, is he's a badass who kills demons and listens to metal. That's all I, I need to know. I'm really. pretty sure, like in those cutscenes where he becomes Doom Guy, he is told like that was his purpose. Though. Well, did you pick yeah. up the Probably. codex entry that was hidden underneath the staircase in the? Because that explains the whole thing you're talking about. Obviously not. Oh, well, maybe you should go you back. Made that up, John. What? You made that up. <laughs> Hold on one sec. When we're talking about like these things, real quick, the recorded messages three chapters ago, where like the lady was like talking about how oh he's stronger than everyone else, people are revering him as a god, blah blah blah, and then the final message where God, what is it? This is my favorite part of the whole game. Take us through it. Well, you're going through. There's like four recorded messages, right, in this in the laboratory, mm-hmm. and the scientist, female scientist, she first starts like, people are viewing him as a god. I I don't believe that. We're gonna figure out what this is, like why he's like this, and then the second one, he's possess he possesses powers that don't make any sense. Blah blah. Uh, I'm I, I'm starting to think that maybe this is true and. Third one, he is he is a god and I'm willing to believe in him. He's going to save us. Fourth one, she says at the very end of it, he is doom. And then you fucking get into another fight instantly after that. And I was like, oh, this is it. That's the best part of the whole game. Freaking, you listen to this lady who's like, doesn't believe that you're the savior of humanity, because doesn't believe that you're like super special. Then she's getting turned and turned in like to believing you're the the savior of humankind. And the final one, she's just oops, rambling, finishes it off. With, he is doom. And then you turn around, horde of demons, and the music turns back up, and it's like that. That right there, that's the shit. And that's an experience that you can only have in a video game, right? Yeah. And that's that's what makes that's what makes me like so passionate about games, right? Is these fringe experiences you can only have in this medium. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing about it too is these uh, the the voice panels, right? They're optional. You yeah, they're optional. You can hit them and you can walk away. And once you get a certain distance away, they stop making noise. I did that though on the first one. I walked back to it, and there's nothing happening. You just stand next to it for three minutes, listening to whatever she's saying. Yeah, I didn't do that. And then you do it for the next one. You do it for the next one, the <laughs> final one, and you listen. And she finishes off like this badass moment, like 
he is what everyone thinks he is. You turn around and you walk down a corridor and instantly you're in a fight. Freaking music goes up. Ugh. Yeah. That was the shit. Sorry, I derailed us, but oh, man, so we missed that. Good. That was my favorite part. I missed it entirely when I first... Alright, so you have the crystal now and you are going to confront the con maker. Um wherever she is doing this ritual for to bring back the icon of sin. And um there's a new enemy that gets introduced here. Um oh, the yeah. con, oh god, what was it? Con drones. And they're like they're pretty interesting. This is where the precision rifle really helped me yeah. again. Because they're only vulnerable at their head. Yeah. So like I was just sniping these guys. And they drop health armor yeah. and ammo. So like yeah, you want to headshot them. Um, but I want to talk about this boss fight. So, like, you kind of talked about this earlier. I'm using the, the meat hook this whole time. I'm loving it. This one exclusively features the meat hook. You had to, like, hook her and then um, use your, your melee blood punch, which is, like, a supercharged melee attack to damage her and just keep doing that over and over. Um, her design, she really reminded me of like one of the Valkyries from uh, God of War. Yeah, a little bit. It was super cool. She had a lot of shit that she did. Um, did he already take the heart and and uh, crush it? Doesn't he At do this that? Point, yeah. Doesn't he do that like right before the boss fight? He does that when he lets loose the icon of sin. Yeah. So he goes and does it. Like they're doing a ritual to bring back the icon of sin, and they're like, "No, stop! We can't control it yet." And then he stabs the heart or crushes it. Yeah. It's on like this machine that like it's it's in a very convenient spot. Well, I just like like they're like, "No, you can't do that." He just comes in and just fucking kills it. Like oh, such a different heart. Yeah, yeah. A doom guy moment. Uh, they're like you've doomed everything and he's like I don't give a fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah just keeps walking forward yeah and then that, that happens before the boss fight yeah. and Vega or Hayden is like yeah. she's not gonna let you leave here alive so the, the con maker uh, con maker boss fight I I had only used the meat hook once or twice before that boss fight so it was a lot of getting used to using it cause I haven't used it at all um, and I, I thought it was really difficult um, because not only did you have to bring down its shields or whatever, yeah. um, you had those drones popping off that and you needed the, to headshot to yeah. get the ammo. And the environment was yeah. constantly trying to fire. kill you. Yeah, yeah, so I died a lot here and I thought I to. Um, I, for the long extended uh, fights where you're just fighting the same enemies you already had. Like, I don't think the difficulty added a lot there. But for this battle, I like that it was difficult. You know, I like that it took me a lot of tries because then I worked out a formula. I headshot a couple things, constantly moving, avoiding the, the fire as soon as my blood punch is ready. Yeah. Lock on the three missiles, shoot it. Get up there, punch it, and punch. This is and it was a really well designed boss fight. I thought. Yeah, so this is where like the quick switch really helped too, because that's what I'd do. I'd stickier, and then I'd launch a missile barrage at her in quick succession to drop her shield, and then I'd switch to my super shotgun and grapple up to her and punch her. 
and it, it was super fluid just like using all of the mechanics um, in succession like that just felt really good and quick switch into your precision rifle to yeah take things out there's so many times where that a sliver of health I couldn't touch any of the ground and I had to headshot you know yeah it's just like they just give you all these tools and it's just like now we've designed a, a boss fight where you gotta put it all together and it's, it's just really satisfying for me I, I like this boss fight better than the final boss fight yeah I agree yeah mm-hmm I really like the look of this boss too. I thought she was the coolest looking boss for yeah. sure. She was almost like angelic, which kind of like yeah. made a dichotomy to the whole. Yeah, until the, until the end of the mm-hmm. fight, right? Because by the end of the fight, you kind of see she's looking uh, demonic. Mm-hmm. She's got like exposed, like rotted flesh, and you see her brain. Okay. So you've got to go back to Earth because the Icon of Sin is now on Earth, and Hayden says that he's getting more powerful. With every passing moment, so you've got to take the crucible and deal with him. Um, so there's a portal that you go down to to teleport back to Earth. And I, I can't remember, is there a light puzzle that you have to do here? Probably. <laughs> I think you might. I, I can't remember if this is where you have to line up the rings or not. Maybe that was earlier, but um, I don't know. I don't really want to talk too much about it. I do have one question about the last part, real yeah. quick. Uh, when when Doom Guy crushes the heart, Godmaker says you've doomed everything, right? Yeah. Is that because the demons live in hell, and the Icon of Sin's gonna destroy the whole planet, including hell, or do the demons live in space? I don't I, I don't follow. It's unclear. They <laughs> she says she doomed everything because they're doing a ritual so that they can control the Icon of Sin and. You interrupted it and fucked it up before they were done, so they can't. They've unleashed him, but they can't control engendering him. But him, uh-huh. um, yeah. How dare you declare a gender on the icon of sin? <laughs> I don't know. I never saw it below its waist. That is the most sinful thing I've ever. Not heard. that that matters, I guess. So towards the end of this game, I was ready for it to be done, yeah, uh, big time. And the fact that they made the last three missions so fucking long yeah. really brought this game down for me. Each of those missions could have been half as long, taken out most of the combat encounters, and just kept the bosses, and it would be a much better game. Agreed. It's felt like they were artificially padding the length of this game for no reason. And maybe if we had more than two weeks, I wouldn't have minded so much. But I was just like, I need this be over with yeah um, so it was incredibly annoying to me especially the last mission I was I just wanted to fight the icon of sin not follow him around the city for two fucking hours <laughs> fight a billion fucking things yeah. like we've already fought two marauders at the same time yeah. like I, I'm so over the game at this point like I'm, I'm done with it yeah during the final boss battle I pretty much completely ignored every other enemy except for the icon really so, oh yeah I did not shoot a single oh. thing other than you the icon we want to do just, that on higher difficulties yeah do you, you no do you, we just want to launch into uh, the boss fight I think so I don't think there's so like I have like no, you said we're, you're already have, two hours of no, chasing this guy on this, on this boss fight is that this was really just like a a boss fight against the horde of enemies that spawn and you have to like deal with them and get away from them to have an opportunity to do damage to him to bring his health down and like that was the challenge is just there's so many goddamn enemies spawning and where the arena is where you're fighting I, I, it was hard to just be able to like platform away so that's where like the sword the crucible here was 
was so key because I well, yeah, used it had, to like, one shot. They had so of, many spawns for it too. Yeah, and then you could just get it. Like if you, I don't know if I could have beaten it if, if it didn't have the, like all the crucible pickups. Because that's how I was dealing with the enemies. I'm just slashing them with the sword when I can to get a break to be able to shoot uh, wherever the point on his body is at that point. Yeah, I did like how you you brought down health to different part of different sections of his body yeah. separately. Yeah, so it was the horde that was the challenge here, dealing with all the enemies that are spawning as you're trying to kill the boss. For me, yeah, I ignored them because I was on easy difficulty. So I literally just like would get them to one side of the map, they would follow me over to that side, and then I'd platform over to the other side, training them. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, they never really like caught up to me and then I would have like a good 10, 15 seconds to just like unload a bunch of ammo into the pack. Yeah, wherever. I, yeah. I thought it, it was it was really hectic and well designed and fun because in the first part I would use the portals to just blink over, pick up a, I knew where the spots for the swords were, pick up a sword, jump down on one, slash it, turn around, aim my rocket launcher, shoot one barrage, turn around, you know. So that's that's the aspect of Doom in the combat where it shines, you know. When they just throw repetitive shit at you over and over again, it doesn't shine. But if it's new and it's hectic and you have to learn an arena, that's where it's fun. So yeah. I think part, both part one and part two were really good at that. It gives you completely different arenas with different portals. You have to find out where they go and then you understand and then you know where the fodder spawns jump down flamethrower it chainsaw it get your ammo back yeah and like health, yeah. so it, it it comes down to a system that works well with the metal because you're jamming you're in the zone so <clears throat> any thoughts on the final boss john um like like alec i was uh playing on easy difficulty so i can see how this boss would be a lot more fun on higher difficulty. Because same experience as, as Alcad. I didn't have much trouble with the uh, with the horde of enemies because you know there's really in this game there's only like three or four like enemies that really matter. Because toward the end of the game the revenant doesn't really matter. The eyeballs don't really matter. The well at least on easy mode. I mean I'm sure in harder difficulties it they do the spider tank doesn't matter yeah but like the freaking guy who runs at you with his swords like that guy sucks i hate him yeah he's a bunch of armor yeah but uh i would just unload a full chain gun clip in him and he would still be alive i just crucible like the ones that Uh, matter yeah and then uh aim at the final boss i did find like hitting the final boss pretty difficult uh, like, I'd try to rocket launcher them and miss a ton of times. But, uh, you know, you know, I love big bosses. Mm-hmm. So the aesthetic of it, I did really enjoy. Um, but I do think I would have had more fun with this boss if I was on a higher difficulty at the time. Um, and maybe it would be worth going back and going into chapter select and, like, replaying this boss. 
But then again, I'd have to go through an hour of chasing him through a city, so I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, right. So. Well, you commission selects, I think. Yeah, yeah. You still have to go through chasing through the city. Oh, it's not like when you get to the end, you can fast travel back to certain points. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you can. Like I said, I never, I didn't go back. Yeah, it might be worth replaying, but. Obviously, something I'm not gonna, not gonna do. I so. I did love like the final cutscene, where like you implant the crucible into his head, he's dead, and then Dunga just turns around and walks away. Yeah, going to the kill the next demon. Very badass. And then I don't know the music like title pops up and you're just like, yes, thank God. So. But yeah, I like Jay. I, I was ready to be done playing yeah. the game. I think like all of us. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have been a way stronger game just if it was shorter. Yep. You cut, out, you cut out some of the uh, platforming and you cut out some of the repetitive combat encounters and it. It'll jump up a yeah. couple points for me. Because once yeah. you, uh, you get all the arsenal and you have all your stuff loaded up, like it's not like, oh, I have a new tool to deal with these guys now. That's fun. It's like halfway through the game, you pretty much have all the stuff. Exactly. Except for the crucible. And then they're slowly sprinkling in new enemies yeah. that you fight a hundred times. You get to a point where that stops and then it's just like, all right, I'm just, just doing the same thing over and over. Just going through that loop. And that loop is fun. Like... I definitely, like, with 2016, I just loaded up, and I'd just be like, oh, I'm just going to play through this mission. Yes. Rip and tear, but when you're doing that in a long session... Yeah, I can can see the appeal of, like, horde mode for people who really enjoyed that repetitive combat, right? But, like, for me, I just wanted it done at that point. It's like, it was been there, done that, like... For 10 hours. For 10 hours of doing the same thing. I can see the appeal of Horde Mode opening it up, playing a session of Horde Mode with your buddies once every couple months, right? Like, or, or even less than that, like once every few days. But trying to play through a 16 hour game where a lot of it's repetitive in a couple weeks, it just, you know. It was repetitive. It becomes less fun the more you do it. Yeah. So, all right. Any closing thoughts before we score? I think horde mode sounds fun. We should play it. I'm down, man. I'm down. Uh, let me read my notes. Um, I think seeing the flesh fly off the demons as you were shooting them was pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Really cool. And they had a lot of attention to detail with that. Consoles. Um, I hate that the music goes away while you're low on health that's not cool yeah. um, swimming is not fun <laughs> uh, oh that one mission where you oh, just swim under and yeah. like it wasn't clear what you had to do yeah. like with the, you, you press the button on the statue which wasn't clear that you had to press the button on the back of the statue to start with and then it's like six more steps of unclearness didn't like that swimming in any game sucks yeah, for the most part. Um, and I wanted to say thanks, Paul, for picking this because this was probably going to be on my backlog forever. So I'm glad you forced me to play it. Yeah, one thing I didn't talk about, like the performance. So like this game, like Doom games just run extremely well on everything. You, you can play at 120 um, hertz mode on Xbox. And then like this game uh, runs on Switch. 
<laughs> which is crazy. And it, it's pretty, it's a pretty good experience on the Switch too. Like I was kind of like, eh, this might be really framey and that might not be good for an FPS, but it is actually pretty good. So good job on id for making a super well optimized game that can run on variety, yeah, run on a toaster. Yeah, I. And then my last note is just the last two to three missions were excessively long. Yes. So it was a long game. Yes. So, anything else, guys? No, I think we can score and finish that. Huh? All right. Um, who wants to go first? I can go first. John. Yeah. Um... I mean, I've said most of what I wanted to say. I think that the game suffers a little bit in that uh, we had to play it in a shorter time frame than I think would have been optimal for the game because of its repetitiveness. If we were playing it over, if I were playing it, I'll speak for myself, if I were playing it over six months or so, 13 missions over six months, playing one a week or something, I wouldn't have cared so much that the game was felt repetitive, but if I had, but having to play four missions in a night, that you know, that feels like it, it, it reinforces that uh, you're doing the same kind of thing, and there's not really much much new happening, especially once you unlock like the last of the weapons. Yeah. Um. For me, the music. While good, I don't think it was great for me personally. Uh, when I think of metal, I like, especially starting when I'd already seen your guys' comments on, oh, this game goes hard, I wanted to go hard. You know what I mean? Like, I know I listen to a lot more metal than you guys do, and I wanted to go a lot harder. Um, but I do think the music was a bright point of the game, just not as bright as I wanted it to be. Um, that being said, for me, it's obviously not a bad game. It's a game worth a playthrough, um, especially if you know you can give it some time in between your sessions. You know, play two or three missions, and you know, not play it until you feel like playing it again. I think it would definitely benefit from. But for me, I think a seven out of ten. It's it's easy, easy there. My turn. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Ahead. So uh, I knew going into this that this was not my type of game, and so it, it kind of delivered on that. Um, personally, like I feel like just even I never played the first game, but hearing you guys talk about it even now, I'm like, I thought this game didn't really bring much to the genre that was like new or or exciting at least it's like a lot of been there done that so for me that's like a it's a very it, it fits into its genre and it does what it does well but it doesn't really do anything that's too crazy we talked about the pacing at great length so just like the length of the game I'll uh, keep that <laughs> to a minimum, but yeah, it, it doesn't really make me feel like I'm progressing. Like the progression system, they they put it in there, and they put in way too many systems. As another point, um, 
but they put it in there and it kind of felt like it was just in there to be a progression system it didn't feel like i was really accomplishing and and we say when you get a new gun it's like okay well you got this new gun now and you you can either like it or, or dislike it right like you can beat the whole game on the first two guns that they give you pretty much and the rest of the the guns are variations on that like the rocket launcher is no different than a frag grenade or or so on and so forth so it's just like slight variations on the same mechanics uh to take out enemies uh yeah i think that that that's a lot of the points that i have to make on it uh for me it didn't really feel anything special it wasn't until i turned on the difficulty and kind of just played through at a faster pace that felt more enjoyable because the first third of the game really felt like a slag for me personally and uh and it already started feeling repetitive and then so the length of each chapter was what really turned it off for me because it was an hour plus per mission that I would be sitting down to play this game on medium difficulty and then after I started running through and just doing the forced encounters it cut it down to, to about 20 to 30 minutes per mission which was a lot more reasonable so I think that would have been a better pacing even breaking up the missions that they had um, but overall it's a very average game for me I'm, I'm gonna have to give it a 5 out of 10 okay I'll go next um, so I played a lot of like a lot of Call of Duty is a lot of Battlefield campaigns and like the, the first person shooter single player genre like was very stale before June 2016 like it was very militarized like there's a got bunch of guys standing over here and you just aim at them he's stationary and you just shoot them they, they don't move around they hide behind cover I think Doom 2016 really brought the FPS gotten forward along with Titanfall like make the enemies move around more vary their attacks give like make the player move around more and I I just think that's so fun compared to like a, a Call of Duty campaign or a Battlefield campaign yeah it, it kind of created its own genre right which it's within FPS yeah it's like this is a good FPS game and then uh, the campaign for Black Ops Cold War is a bad FPS game <laughs> there's just so much more tools that they give you and like so they did a lot of that with Doom 2016 and then with Doom 11 they just kind of doubled down on a lot of those things they added some some new mechanics that were more iterative iterative than uh, brand new I guess but they just were refining like the the genre I guess that they created the sub genre of FPS and I think Titanfall in Titanfall 2 it's the same thing the movement is like a big part of those games like it is here and like the, the solo platforming stuff like wasn't very fun and it could be frustrating like there were definitely some early missions where I spent more time on the platforming sections than I did on the combat and that just kind of felt bad but I think when you take the platforming like in those arenas where you're swinging on bars and jumping around and dashing that that's a lot of fun when you're grappling like an eyeball guy to kind of launch yourself away from the enemies it's just really cool and then on the way down you like scope in with your sniper and headshot somebody and it blows up it's just it was just a lot of fun 
Um, so many of the fights have a deliberate and desperate feeling of like just barely getting through that it, it just like kept me engaged and we talked about it like there were times in this game with the music where it's like ah oh, man I am the Doom guy ripping and tearing it just felt good it's like people say about this game like in Doom you are the final boss like and the enemies are like trying to take you down and it's such a cool game um some like gripes pacing we've talked about length of the game you guys have, have touched on but overall I had, a, I had a really fun time playing this game and it's some, definitely something that i'm going to come back to like i want to do the slayer gates that i didn't get i want to maybe try playing with some of the cheat codes like they added a ton of replayability here to go back to if you enjoy like the loop that they've created with the combat so for me it, it's a nine out of ten um so i just want to say that doom does bring a lot different to the fps genre um what other fps has glory kills what other fps other than gears you can chainsaw something what other fps makes your ammo drops your enemies you know so like having been incentivized to run and gun is is was new and fresh in 2016 um and maybe some of the problems is that this one didn't uh iterate enough on the original loop the original concept um but all in all it was an enjoyable time i'll try to keep it short since this has been a long podcast uh length too long music good fighting good uh i give it a seven out of ten okay all right so if you've made it with us this far thank you for listening john's pick for the next game so john why don't you tell us what we're going to be playing next (laughs) are you sure you want to yeah i don't know i I think that that's why we asked the question oh okay so a little change of pace from uh, what we've been playing do you guys remember that game that like a lot of streamers played a ways back? You have to be more specific. Getting Fortnite? over it? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's... We're playing Getting Over It. With Bennett Foddy? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yes. So I, I uh, played this game for two hours and Rage refunded it, so it'll be interesting. Oh, God. I've owned it for like years <laughs> I don't even know what this game is so I watched some this is a game that's legitimately on my backlog because I've owned it for a long time and I bought it under my own belief wow <laughs> so I don't like the tone that's being set right now but you're not gonna like this this is a rage inducing game oh man I no okay right, so join right. us let's see join us next time so you guys are to hear us talk about getting over it <laughs> Bennett Foddy um, we've been the Giants of Backlog just really quick if you listen to the episode you enjoyed the episode uh, do us a favor and, and tell your friends about it you know we don't we don't have the ways to pay for marketing so really our way of marketing is word of mouth um, you can follow us on social media we're on pretty much everything at Giants of Backlog 
um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, you know, we're gonna we have an email address. Like we'll put that in the description of the video if you wanna email us some questions on uh, getting over or any of the other games we've played. We you know we'd love to answer some questions. Um, but yeah, just tell a friend. That's the biggest thing you can do for us to give us a listen. And thank you for your time. I'm Paul. I'm John. I'm Alec. I'm Jay. Thank you.